exactly right. That's what I'm talking about. Buddha's a beacon of light. Taking the stone cold lock. Tony's Mr. Monday night. Ripping people not his style. Good knowledge is preferred. Miss Robin has breaking news. And we hang on every word. It's an outrage. That's exactly right. It's an outrage. At the same time, flocked to Tony feverishly. You guys to get down, I bet he could handle three. On Wednesday, say what up, that's all his signature line. Thursdays, we throw back, on Friday, we drink wine. It's an outrage, that's exactly right. It's an outrage, that's exactly right. But he cares, but we got sport in action, yo It's beautiful, man Weeknights on your radio Greater as part of the crew So is David Magdaleno Miss Robin and Tim Cade saw Integral to the show It's an outrage That's exactly right It's an outrage That's exactly right Exactly right. That's exactly right. You're damn right. It's an outrage. That's exactly right. What the hell's going on out here? It's an outrage. Yeah. That's what exactly right. What up, y'all? It's a Friday night. It's I just got paid. The temperature is like 65 degrees. Luigi found a parking spot. And we got a bunch of crackers up in this house tonight. Crackers, your Uncle Cracker Tony, the real Cracker, Miss Robin, and Cracker Luigi. Speaking of crackers, crackers, crackers are making my mouth thirsty. I got some wine, please. Yeah, we got some red wine Friday. Welcome, it's into the night. We thank everybody for joining us. We got you covered on everything you need. Everything. Anything. Anything you need. But I got to play. What do we get for $10? You get maybe this song, Robin. Can you bring it up? Because Cracker is the word of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Can we play a little Uncle Cracker to start off the show? What it is is what it is. Not Ritz. Not Ritz. Not Triscuits. Is a Wheat Thin a cracker? Yes, a Wheat Thin is a cracker. I'm a big Wheat Thin guy, Tone. Not saltines. No, not saltines. Is this not set on the proper thing, Robin? Were you listening to it ahead of time? No, I haven't. I haven't been down here since yesterday. I was out getting the car inspected today. Tone 010 already saying it's Tony's fault. The Bears lost. <laughs> so My fault yeah. the Bears lost. Hey, we were both on the Packers, brother. I was all over them yesterday. You were over them earlier in the week, but I released a selection at the end of the Thursday show. And in case you missed it, where we were breaking down things that you heard about later today. Correct. We were talking about what was the big topic yesterday, Robin? Antonio Brown? No. But the, the story that took off and had its own legs. 
Fistball. Oh, fistball. We were talking yes. fistball before it became <laughs> cool today. Robin and I both look like, or I don't know if we're going to say the right thing. I know. No, fistball. Which, there's so many topics that we were talking about yesterday. Which one? The I'm one that we, the I'm, one that actually took yeah. over the show, which was the funniest it was segment maybe freaky. of the year. Well, I thought you were going to talk about me taking a smash on the bidet, which by the that way, I called. That was the day before. That was the day before, not yesterday. But Robin, how about that phone call that night? I called Robin and said, <laughs> Robin, I rewatched the video. Do you understand that the day she played that video... Tony, I was literally wearing the same exact thing I was wearing that day at work. Which was like six you can't months make that ago. Shit up. I said, Robin, I had no idea you were filming on the outside of that door. No, it was good. That was a good segment. I, I mean, if we wanted to try to plan that content, we wouldn't have it. Now, if you, if you did not catch it, I took the clip out from when we started talking about, I mean, the one video is going viral um, after we posted it. It started being posted everywhere. I would like to think that it was because of the roller coaster dude. Did you see the dude with the roller coaster? That's how it started. There was a roller coaster dude. He was in, first of all, we didn't know where he was. So the story started. We showed the guy catching a cell phone on a roller coaster with his left hand at 80 miles an hour. And, you know, that was a cool video. Everybody showed it. I saw Des tweeted, not, it was not a catch. <laughs> not a catch, yes. Not a catch. Well, Mitch Trubisky would have, would have missed that guy at 80 miles an hour, right I, in front of him. I think that was one of Mitch Trubisky's passes from last <laughs> night that ended up at Six Flags in the middle of nowhere. So, Speaking of course, of since I'm a, a roller coaster aficionado, and so is Miss Robin, as you well know, yes. we didn't just settle for the guy catches a cell phone at 80 miles an hour in an amusement park. No. We were like, where was the amusement park? And people were guessing Six Flags in Jersey. Then we found out it was in Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona. Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> Barcelona. And then I'm saying, why was the guy here. in Barcelona, Spain? Basically, journalism was implied. <laughs> was implied like, here. Would you and, like to play? The, no, let me just okay. let me explain how we got to where we did. But, but no, I'm explaining it. what okay. journalism is all about. All right. Because if you watch the news anymore, you're not seeing journalism. If you read newspapers, you're not seeing journalism. You're seeing opinions. Journalism is five W's. So we knew the guy caught the, the, the phone. Then we didn't know where he was. We found out where he was. So that was who, what, when, where, and, and why. why. So we gave you all five W's. And we gave you a W on uh, Thursday Night Football, too. Exactly. We'll get to that in a moment. But so Robin found out it was in Barcelona, found out who he was, found out why he was there, then found out that he was an athlete playing in the world championships of a sport that I've never heard of. The thing that was a beauty, though, was the transition from the story about the guy catching the phone to us being completely derailed by this brand new sport called fistballing. I do have the transition, which I think is hysterical. Did you transition? Oh, yes. Did that happen at the, t- the 10 o'clock hour of night? Would you, would you like to see the transition, Tony? It is quite funny. Yeah, let's go to the transition here. So, for those of you who may have missed it, because everybody was talking about it yesterday and last night. I'm like, dude, and this morning. I said, dude, we did this yesterday. Yes. This is why you have to listen to the show. Exactly. All these, uh, and remember, we are a small operation here. We don't have hundreds of producers like uh, all the TV shows and the late night comedy shows. They have like 50 writers and producers sitting in a room all day. Or other podcasts with 97 writers on it. Exactly. I'm not knocking those people. God bless them. If I had 57 writers, imagine how, how much better the show would be. You'd probably start on time. <laughs> no, actually, I would actually, it wouldn't be as good. I'd have all this crap material that I'd have to sort through instead of dealing with our own stuff. So the organic nature of the show and the fact that we can go untouched, unvarnished, uncensored. Unfiltered. Unfiltered and everything else. Not the uncola, of course. That's 7-Up. 
They don't call it the Uncola anymore, do they? No. I wonder why. I but anyway, let's get back to the business, yo. That was a great slogan, by the way, back in the day. It's the Uncola. The Uncola. It's like the other and white the, meat. You that know what dude, saying? I forget what is it. Was that? That was Jeffrey, uh, what was the guy's name? He had the best voice. The guy, oh. the Uncola guy. And yeah. he also did... Uh, he did uh, some other commercials, yes. and he did the voice of smooth well, we'll jazz look, in we'll Phoenix, Arizona, the Coyote. Yes. Jeffrey something is his name. But anyway, I digress. So yesterday, in case you missed this show on Thursday, what's his name? Jeffrey, Jeffrey what? Jeffrey Holder. Jeffrey Holder. I don't believe he's still with us, but one of the great voices of all time. God, it was great. Jeffrey Holder. You'd get wet. Women everywhere would get wet as soon as I got wet on. listening to him when he would play smooth <laughs> jazz in the desert in Arizona. Moist, moist. Vamp right now, just looking at him. On the coyote. No, it's the voice. It's, it's the voice. He passed away on October fifth, twenty fourteen, which is coincidentally the day this I started in radio. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I swear to God. You actually know the date? Yeah, October fifth. That's my that October fifth this year will be five years. That's when you popped your cherry. That's when I popped my cherry. All right. That's Remember when we go to Arizona and I would always put on KYOT. The coyote. the coyote. 84 Damn. years 84 years young, buddy. The great Jeffrey Holder. Meanwhile, right. back to the so have you ever heard of fistball? <laughs> I'm asking you <laughs> as a, as a sports guy. Tony, okay, Tony just looked me dead in the face and goes, You ever heard of fistball? And his lips are quivering like, where are you gonna go with this leech? <laughs> We're well, all over is, Jeffrey Holder. We have to show this, though, because you see both our faces and we're trying to continue with the story, and it just lost it. So here we go. Let's go to the uh, tape from yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, to show you how ahead of the curve this show is. That's the best part. Who was the first MVP of fistball? Wait, hold, who's the why greatest fistballer of all? Sorry, this is such a crock of shit. <laughs> all right, here we go. Why isn't it playing? I don't know. Who played that? Who played the Pacino? That was somebody's walk-off. That's somebody's walk-off. Came in at That's the awesome. perfect time. This is That's what's great about our listeners in our stream chat. Now, Tony, uh, we were talking about. Um, uh, Antonio Brown, Luigi called in. <laughs> if the Raiders yes. wanted to get rid of him, I have somebody that they need to sign right away. They could probably get him really cheap. Who do you have? Did you see this video? Of oh, this? yes, I agree. You want to talk about great hands. <laughs> you want to talk about, you know, Fred X used to say, my hands have been very good to me. Freddie Mitchell, the people's champion with the big championship mm -hmm. uh, belt that he wore. I mean, we see, have a new guy who the yes. Raiders should sign immediately. I mean, talk about fantastic freaking hands at any speed. Not Galamad, by the way. That's different. That's a, that's a squid. We have the who the Raiders are now looking yes. at. As you know, Mike Mayock, the general manager, likes to break down tape. I mean, he did it better yeah. than anybody. When you when you t there was Mel Kiper and then there was Mike Mayock. I mean, look at the baseball dude that got signed because he yeah. made a videotape. This guy needs to be signed immediately. Let's go to the tape. We have the Raiders' new starting <laughs> wide receiver from Monday Night Football at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, whatever they call it right now. I guess it's still the uh, Oracle. Let's go to this man. Who's do, who does what I love to do. Now, just keep watching. Do, you guys don't understand what we're talking about here. You have to watch the entire video, and then we'll, we'll It looks get like reaction. a roller coaster yeah. ride to me. And here they go. They have a GoPro in front. We never do enough GoPro stuff. Keep watching. He's doing the loop, doing the loop. Right there. Oh, what a grab. A cell phone flies out. 80 miles per hour on the loop. He sees it coming. He reaches out and grabs it. And he grabs it, it with his left hand. Mid-air. Grabs it with his left hand, and then he's holding it up with his right hand, 
to take the uh, the accolades of the crowd. Yes. Where is that? That's wanna, one of those single. Okay, that's gonna, one of those two two side by side rides. I'm gonna ones. rewind and I want to see it again. So this is at the top of the. Do we know what what amusement park this was I and what know. ride that was? I want to go on that thing. Look at that! There it is! There it is! Boom! Oh! God, that's now, amazing. Did it, where did it fall out of? Was it, it his was, friends? So this is Tony. It this is where we're still doing regular. Yeah, we're breaking down the tape here. That's what we do on the show. To, to acknowledge. So like I Bears fans, we're breaking down last night's Mitch Trubisky performance. They're literally breaking down right now, Tony. So we're still thinking as regular reporters. Not reporters. We're schmucks playing a video that was on all over the internet. Pretend here, Tony. It could be a Six Flags. It could be anything. So this is where you're asking the where, what, when. Yeah. So now let's get past this part because everybody's seen this video by now. I want to get to the part where we take it to the next level because so, even my buddy mike barra who's a scientist who, who who studies black holes in space on television right even he wanted to know about this fist so, ball so i started doing some sleuthing yes. to figure out where this guy who he was and where the the park was right, right. barcelona so, was the park we figured that so out i'm like okay i'm gonna go search it up so so i start doing some research and i find there's there's several uh, articles that were just like the one that I had originally found, which said nothing about him. And I was wrong. He caught it with his right hand and then right. passed it to his and left hand. Thank you, Dean. I finally find an article that states his name and where he's from. Right. And this is where everything starts to go sideways. I love sideways, yeah. except we are drink- we're not drinking any damn Merlot tonight either. It says Kiwi Man catches flying phone on roller So that coasters. was in Australia or that was in New Zealand? Oh, oh, I got it. I got it here. Here, so this is. We have an update. This is an update. This uh, a Timaru New Zealand man named Samuel Kempf was in Europe representing New Zealand in the fist balling World Championships in Switzerland. Fist balling. What the hell is that? that I saw that on Pornhub the other night. Fist balling. <laughs> fist, fister. That's a hotel in Milwaukee for God's never. sake. Hold on, I'm pausing. This is where things start to go haywire, Tony. Now, this right? is where it starts to get good. <laughs> this is where things start to go a little crazy. I heard of such a thing. What the hell is fizzballing? Anyway, I'm trying. The point, I'm trying to continue. After the championships, Kemp took a holiday and headed to Barcelona, where he visited a theme park and got the best holiday footage ever, showing him on a roller coaster catching the phone flying through air at a hundred. Tony's brain is going into overdrive right here. 80, 80 miles per hour. He's starting uh, to laugh inside his head. I'm so, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, no, fist uh, now, I'm, now I'm distracted. What the hell is fist, fist balling? balling? <laughs> is that what the guy did at Burning Man with his girlfriend who was a DJ? Did you see that video? Did no. you see the video? It was a famous DJ. And he had his girlfriend. You know they could do freaky stuff at Burning Man right, out in right, the right. desert. And the dude was uh, from behind. Let me just say, I'm, we can't. I don't think we could play the video. Uh, doubtful. And now the guy admits <laughs> that he shouldn't have done that. He had his girlfriend up on top of something. And did you see that, Louise? Say, That's stupid. She was not facing him. And but then she was he on did, all fours. Yes, but she was. She was. Uh, it was, was butt munching. Let's get out. Of course. She was like on a table or something. Okay. Or in a car. Laying on her stomach. No, she wasn't laying on her stomach. She was on her knees. All right. And then he came Laying up from behind her and did something. That. Exactly. That's what happened. And it was high enough that it wasn't what you would think it is. It was something else. You following me right now? I don't know. I don't know if I want to. But uh, here's, yeah, here's definitely a, not. A was that, it was, is there a fit, best fist ball at the AVN Awards that I missed? Hold on. Let me find out what fist balling is before... Now, not, when I was a kid, we used to play handball, but not the kind you see in the gyms. 
you know, we play handball. We get a pimple ball. So when you couldn't use, when you didn't have a, a broom handle, Tony, do we want to continue with this? No, passport. Pick a pass. Let's get to the let's get to the meat of the fist ball. What I would call fist ball. There's so much of it though. No, but let's get past the handball stuff and let's get to the real fist ball action. We would cut in half. We got a lot of business to take care of tonight, Robin. The other apparently fist balling. It's not like pocket pool, right? Ah, no. Let me tell you what fist balling is. Oh, we have a fist ball update, ladies. See what you learn on this show. And then the why the board went crazy. The stream chat went crazy. I'm in Europe and I've never even heard. Honestly, of this thing. I, I think the no best thing to do what fist balling is. Would be, is it like Aussie rules football? I think the best thing to do would be for people to just watch that clip because yeah, watch the whole thing. I mean, it's 20 minutes long. It's hysterical. We, I mean, when you're not watching would, college football blowouts tomorrow, maybe you take 15 minutes to listen to this. I was laughing so hard, I almost peed my pants. Yeah, I actually did pee my pants. <laughs> But like I'm older the, like that. I'd like to pee my pants. Can we pour some wine in here? So I can yeah, let's pour some damn wine. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have from our buddy, the great yes. Paul Munoz out there in Lodi, California. Not Anthony Munoz. Not Anthony Munoz. Paul Munoz. Old soul vineyards. And I'm an old soul. You may call me an old cracker. You may call me Uncle Crack. Now, he gave us, he sent us a an case. entire case, a 12-bottle case of a variety. A variety. So tonight, we've got the Old Soul, Old Vine Zin from Lodi. And then we also have the OZV. You down with OZV? You know me, Tony. Hey, wait, 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 Tony. Oh. AJ in San Antonio says, sorry I'm late to the show, Tony. Fistball practice ran long. <laughs> Injured wrist, carpal tunnel. Going to see Dr. James Andrews <laughs> for a second opinion. Now, you like that drop? Who's who's knocking? That's AJ in San Antonio. No, no, no. That's uh, Senior 20 Deep. That's his. That's that's Senior 20 Deep? Yes. every. So that is the greatest walk-up because it, it's in quad. I know, it goes right? one side. We I'm all... walking around like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking somebody's knocking on the yes. window on one side. It's it's my favorite. It's and it throws a... us every single time. That's perfect. Thank you. The I think I have finally gotten a little bit used to it. I don't jump out of my skin every single time it comes on now. Meanwhile, back to the wine. Thank you. We have a uh, an OZV 2017 Old Vines in also. Are we going both old vines tonight? We're going to go. We're oh, going to nice. say with those ends. We're not going to mix it up. We got the Pinots. We've got, got all kinds tabs. of product. But we're going to go Old Soul Zin first, which we already have opened prior to the show with Ob Eats tonight. We got Ob Eats. Ob Eats. You got my, you got my, I left you my glass empty, which is over there. That glass, right. Is this your glass here? Yeah, for a new pour. Now, we already have consumed a half a bottle before I, tonight's so program. As downstairs, Tony said, I got to start drinking now. I said, I can't wait for the show <laughs> to open. I got to start drinking now. So now, Robin, where's your glass? Is it empty? Your glass empty? It ain't empty yet. I know. Let me fill up Luigi's first so we can get that full pour yeah, sound. That's what it was there for. Not a full pull. You see those in tractor pulls. Do you ever go to a tractor pull and people go crazy when they get the full pull and the guy continues to get that sled all the way across and the crowd goes wild? I dated a big girl too. Well, that's a full <laughs> pull. <laughs> all right, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the old soul. Old vines in from Lodi, California. I'm going to be old by the time I get this thing back to my hand. <laughs> it's aging, actually. Exactly as what it is it's right breathe. Let it breathe. Exactly. Let's let it breathe a little bit. Here we it's go. 2017. Too bad it's now 2036. <laughs> what a damn wine. <laughs> Jesus. You know, if we wait till 20, uh, yeah. 20, 29, yeah. we won't be here. So we better enjoy it now because we right. only have 11 years right. left, I, I heard the other night. Well, Meanwhile, as, they say, as they say, Tony, it may ripen. We will sour. You know what I mean? Here we go. Listen now. Here it is. Oh. oh man, it's good. That's good right That's there. Good stuff right 
How good does that sound? Shh, for the poor is right. Tractor pulls man. are quite fun, especially at monster truck shows. That's what it's all about. I was at the last monster truck show here at the link. Did they have full poles? Did they get any of those in? No. Those are just the monster trucks who just like flip around and go crazy. They don't just flip around anymore. Now they're doing like disco tricks. They're on the oh, yeah, back yeah. and like flipping axles. It's crazy. But the great grave digger was there. Oh, I love the grave digger. The grave digger was there. <laughs> grave digger was in the house. No Bigfoot, though. Bigfoot retired. What the hell's up with Bigfoot, I'm man? retired, man. That son of a bitch. Next, you're going to tell me that they found out that the uh, Loch Ness Monster wasn't real. Did you see? We'll have a Loch Ness Monster update tonight. For all of you conspiracy theorists out there, sad, sad news. I'm, not, I'm teasing it right now. They have now determined what what the what the uh, Loch Ness monster is. Did they drain they the swamp? Did, did they find? No, it? yeah, they couldn't. All these people now now there won't be no reason for you to go over to Scotland other than to drink Scotch well, whiskey. Start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Well, not yet until you go over. <laughs> that there. would be Dean's walk. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, we got the wine pouring. We got a lot of football, but first, Robin, we must go back to the Thursday program. Because, yes, my reputation is on the line. As I mentioned yesterday, with all the new gambling sites out there and the ability to bet on sports pretty much everywhere now, you notice there's a preponderance. That means a lot of Johnny-come-latelys, new kids in town. Remember that song, Johnny-come-lately? Mm-hmm. He's a new, new kid. kid somebody just town. pooped. Yes, somebody did. Somebody just dropped a bomb on us, and that's not good. Well, while I'm playing this clip, I will go okay. clean that Meanwhile, up. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business. Let's and, go and back. When, and Johnny when, FYI, ladies. just for somebody that has not tuned in before, when Tony says somebody, it's one of the cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one, one of the cats. Of us. It wasn't Luigi <laughs> dropping uh, silent but deadly. Uh, no SBDs in here, homie. No. Now, do we have, uh, did you get this? The music's not working, Robin. Tony, you need to check it again. I did. I'm okay, on the I'll, correct thing. I'll come over in just All a right. minute. I'll play this, though, okay? Uh, let's go to yesterday. At the end of the show, right before we signed off, this is what we said to start off the official NFL season. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. For the first time, but not the last, it is time for real football. Tonight, Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. The Bears and the Packers. The Bears. Fourth time in five years. They've met on Thursday night football. Obviously, they play twice a year. Last year, remember the great comeback? Aaron Rodgers limping off, coming back in the second half, down 20 to nothing, and they beat the Bears 24-23. Then, of course, you remember the Bears got revenge later in the year when they finally won a game at Lampo Field that mattered to clinch the NFC North for your Chicagoland area Bears. Packers have won four straight in week one. The Bears have stunk in week one. I know a lot of people jumping on the Bears here. But I'm going to take the dog tonight. I'm going to give you a dead dog dedication pick. The Green Bay Packers with their new coach going into Soldier Field and getting a win, dog. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers plus the three tonight. 
to not only cover the number, but to win the game at Soldier Field outright on Thursday night. NFL football on NBC. Us. There you have it. Perfectly timed to the end of the music. <laughs> it's almost like I've been rehearsing this for the last 365 days, Robin. I at least was in regular season form yesterday, and Luigi made the same pick. I got hammered by Bears fans yesterday. Well, how dare you, Tony, go against the Bears, oh, the I monsters wanna, of the midway? Because I want to win money and not lose it. That's exactly. Why. And you know me, I'm not a Bears hater. I'm not a Packer fan. I'm just calling him as I see him. You can't involve emotion in this. Nope. And so that's why I made the pick. I made the pick because it was the right side. And remember, the first series, Bears came out of their defense. Oh, my God. They looked, the Packers looked horrible. Yep. And what happened? They were booing Mitch Trubisky. And during the course of the game, what were the Bears fans on Twitter doing? Complaining. They could have had Pat Mahomes. You know who else they could have had? Another quarterback in the National Football League who's really, really, really good that was in that draft. Come on, Luigi. Uh, let's see here. That draft was three years ago. Yep. We were there. Remember, it was uh, on the Art Museum steps here in Philadelphia. We were live, the only show inside the media tent yep. area that was allowed to broadcast the NFL draft. I remember when... Everybody else was out on the parkway and table, folding tables. I remember when the Bears made the pick. Not the Schoen Kaiser, no. I remember when the Bears made the pick, the Bears the Bears media was behind us to our right. Everyone turned around when they said Mitchell Biscuit, and they all went, I, I don't get it. Um, remember, we had I had buddies from Chicago Radio who were there, yeah. and we immediately put them back. We put them on the air as soon as the Bears and made they go, the pick. we don't get and it. And they were scratching their heads. Now, again, I'm not knocking. This is a long season. They won the division, by the way, last year. They won in Green Bay to clinch the NFC North. Well, it's the guy that I think it's the guy that I think – well, I picked them. I said Deshaun Watson was also there. I, also, I went on record saying this on, on on my show. I said that Deshaun Watson, if there's a just an, just a regular old AFC MVP, he's going to win it this year. I'm t- over Pat Mahomes. I'm telling you right now. Well, there's a possible no Deshaun doubt about. It, but my point is, you take Mitch Trubisky number two, right? And now you and Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes are there. Now, obviously, if they were to redo the draft. Do you think the Bears would still take Mitch Trubisky Absolutely at number not. two? No. And the guy had a good season last year. Don't get me wrong. Is you know two to one touchdown interception ratio. No, he showed he showed a lot of growth. And the reason why they took him, why? Big, strong kid. Remind him the old yeah. again, athletic, the whole thing. But quarterback out of, out of, out of North Carolina, I'm not too sure, man. You know? It's like they're like the North Carolina, the Duke guy with the Giants that people laughed at. And he looked pretty good in preseason. We'll see. So what it is is what it is. I think as Charlie Manuel would say, when the Phillies were not striking out. And uh, can we just end the baseball season now, please? I know, please. Can we? And I love baseball. But it's done. It's time to stop watching baseball. I just tweeted out on your, on your Twitter what? saying, if you're watching the Phillies game, put us on at the same time. Turn yeah, I'll the tell line. you what's going on. It's 2-2, two, two, and they're in the top us, of the it's seven. It's going to be a lot more entertaining. We leave it on with the sound off, which is what I do pretty much in everything in my life, except this show. I have to listen to it so I can hear what I'm saying. You get to listen to it. Exactly right. And I want to, to, I want to say hi to Don4221, uh, because he said hi to us. Uh, we have a lot of people. There's, there's several. Jack. Oh, there's Jack in the back. Jack oh, in the back the way, is Jack all passed. Yes, he yes, did. Ladies Jack and is gentlemen. an officer of no, the No, he's not. No, wait no, a minute. No. Jack passed sounds like he died. No, he's no, no, not dead, no, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, and he's not He's not an officer of the law yet. It's not official it's yet. It's not official yet. He, there's so many different... People have no idea how hard it is to become a police officer. But um, he had the last 
uh, the the panel oh, of yeah. the panel interview, the panel judging. This was like going on uh, the longest American round of I've ever heard in my American Idol at the end, and he's in the finals. Or America's Got Talent. Okay. He was sitting there at the final table. He didn't get the golden ticket? He didn't get the golden ticket, but you know what he did? How many people in the room with him that had to take this test? I believe the panel consisted of six people. Six people? How many of them passed the test? And moved no, on. No, the panel. To the, so the people that the were inter- the people that were interviewing him, asking him questions. Right. Six people, and I believe. But how many candidates to apply? This is now for the police department. Right. Up in Bristol, Pennsylvania. I, I want to say that he said in this particular round there were eight or ten people that were also being interviewed, and he's only one of two people that passed. Did someone to tell you that? No, and Jack then, told him that yesterday. And then. And I went. You no, know, I was thinking about it yesterday because I remember him saying, "Don't forget September fifth. September yes. 5th. He wasn't previewing the Thursday night opener in the NFL. Pe- now, people, were, people were pretty pissed off at that shit show last night. It was a horrible game to watch. Yeah, what happens when no starters play? Now he has, he has um, uh, the, like the background check and the psychological testing, the psych test to do. Mm-hmm. But he'll Well, he had to pass a psych test to be on this show. Yeah. So and if you fail, then you automatically get a spot on the show. <laughs> if you Luigi, pass the psych test, you're off. You're exactly. out. Exactly. So he he should be fine with that, but the fact that uh, he's one of only two people that passed the actual interview process, um, I believe he said that there are six total people that are or six slots, mm-hmm. six hiring spots. So did I give a, Jack a roaring round of applause? By the way, I think every stage. God, that's so annoying. Every stage that he goes through should have a roaring round of applause. Because Absolutely. And I give Jack credit. I mean, he's, he's been in law enforcement. And then he got he retired, he and, then he's been doing ve- and then he's been doing things like answering the phones here and doing other odd jobs here and there. Jack, Jack by your association with us, you're screwed. I mean, exactly. Really. Just don't tell him you have any association yeah. with the show. I think this place is restricted, Wang, so don't tell him you're Jewish. Exactly. That, that too. Yeah, I think it's all right up there. You need Meanwhile, to let me know if he has done the applause. I turn it I down. Turned right? it the applause, I, I, that. I, I turned it off the applause, right? I know that. I turned it off. No, no, no. It's not that. <laughs> that applause goes on forever. I know it does. And what I do is instead of just letting it go all the way, I stop it. Yes. See, I, I, this is an amazing thing that I've been doing for 50-plus years. Don't need to okay. I'm not complaining. This isn't my first rodeo burger. I know. I'm Let's just... not stand on ceremony. By the way, here. they still make rodeo burgers. Who had those? Was it Roy Rogers or Arby's that had? No. I think no. Roy no. Rogers. Was it Hardee's. Hardee's had the rodeo, rodeo burgers. Yeah, Hardee's. Yeah, it, was, it was the barbecue burger with the which onion is, ring on it. Which yes. is Carl's Jr. Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are the same, same place. place. Yeah. Was it that that had the rodeo burger? I, I know. So. I remember what the rodeo burger was. I was once fat. Hang on. Did you ever play rodeo at home with a woman that you? Uh, do you like hanging around Jungle Jim's tone? Have you ever yeah. hogged Burger King had the rodeo burger. Burger oh, King. Bur- there it is. Burger Everybody's King. wrong. Let me give everybody one of those. It's a, uh, it's a savory flame grilled, grilled beef patty topped with sweet and smoky barbecue sauce and, a, and crispy golden onion rings, rings served on a toasted sesame seed bun. Beautiful. So hard. So it was Burger King. Burger King. Now, I don't see anybody knocking down any 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 uh, any Burger Kings at gunpoint trying to get rodeo burgers. No, but they're still doing it at Popeyes. Unbelievable. How do you run? I did this. How do you run out of chicken sandwiches when you're a chicken joint, and have to have people come in with guns? Speaking of running out, Tony, we have a huge update. Yes, we do. We have this story that will shock the world, it except is- me because I was ripping it the other day. It's amazing how when I point something out, like we were talking about Riley Cooper two days ago on this show. Remember? 
Trevor from the 203 has a Riley Cooper autographed jersey. And he has it framed. Remember, Luigi? Yep. He has a Riley Cooper framed jersey. And when the whole Antonio Brown thing came out today, and people were talking about the term cracker and whether or not that's racist for a black person to call a white person cracker, and then all of a sudden, everybody in America is trying to determine that what white people should think of as a racist doesn't matter. It's what you think is racist. Correct. It's ridiculous. Now, it, by the way, cracker is worse than calling somebody Fredo. Fredo is not the N-word. No. Cracker is the N-word when you're referring to a white person. It is not a term of endearment, but I'm not going to do a whole show on that. Yeah, let's I not. just want to give you, because I cleared up the Fredo thing. Yes, you did. I didn't clear up the cracker thing. Meanwhile, let me play a little Uncle Cracker. But we determined that the next, the next uh, story that we're talking about is some white people. Yeah, we'll do that white people shit. You know who go crazy over the story, don't you? Who's that? Oh, Thirst for a non-white quarterback. Are you yeah. kidding me? I, I can't wait. I hope Thirst for a non-white quarterback is listening I'll be tonight. checking in. Don't worry. And, Dean, don't worry, Dean. I will send you this, my only copy of the VSIN t-shirt. Dean saw this shirt. You know when we got this shirt, Robin? When you, Two years ago. I know. You interviewed. They, they were hoping. When they, we they, flew to yeah. Vegas to the South Point Casino, and they handed me this shirt. This is the first time I wear it. It's a smedium on me now. Yeah, it is. I'm going to show you what a good guy I am. <laughs> I'm going to send this to Dean in Clearwater. He wants one. You know what VSIN is, don't you? No, I have no idea. That's the Brent Musburger gambling show out in Vegas inside the casino, the South Point Casino. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. But, Tony... We were talking about it yesterday and the day before. We talked about hard seltzer. Yes. And specifically White Claw. We had all these people on social media sending you photographs mm -hmm. of their... And what did I say? I hate White Claw. It's become something that everybody feels that they have to do because it's hip and trendy. Mm -hmm. You know how that works. And listen, if you want to drink White Claw, go ahead and drink it. But just as I said, White Claw became a phenomenon this year. And guess what? We now have a developing situation in the Situation Room. This is a real crisis. This, is a basic this isn't something. a climate crisis, as Wolf Blitzer proclaimed the other night. This is a white claw crisis, Luigi. What will white people do now? I don't know. Especially white girl-wasted white trash chicks in parking lots at, at various... This weekend, especially this week with football. Well, basic bitches everywhere, be warned, man. Let's Tailgates without white claw. This, tell them what's happening. Let's go to the update desk. It's like Popeyes without a chicken sandwich, brother. Damn right. Only worse. The America's most popular, as they say, White Claw Heart Seltzer has confirmed a nationwide shortage. The sale of the drinks grew to 283% this year. Beer sales have declined, and lower-calorie alcoholic drinks are on the rise, Tony Bruno. Yeah, there's truly, there's and then there's... Yep. Uh, now, Luigi, have you ever tasted a White Claw? I got two in my fridge. I don't drink White Claw. But, but bitches, bitches do. Now, <laughs> White Claw is owned by the company that owns Mike's Hard Lemonade as well. I thought Budweiser owned White Claw. Nope. Mike's Are Hard Lemonade. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah Mike's, Mike's Hard Lemonade was that real big. That was the big shtick for a little while. Oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And now this is it. Every year. I remember they brought Zima back for about 10 minutes a couple of summers ago. Remember? And that didn't go over again because Zima I was popular. Zima. They keep bringing this shit back. I got to give these people credit. 
This uh, seltzer water. I remember when seltzer water was like 50 cents a quart. It's great marketing, man. It I really told is. you. It, and I you'd have one in your, you have club soda and seltzer water in your bar, right? In your wet bar. Mm -hmm. In case some old fogey came Gin over. Gin and tonic or a Yeah, if you want a little club soda well, and water. And I used to, I, I love gin and tonics, but tonic has the most sugar out Correct. of any, any, any. But seltzer and club soda have zero. Right. Exactly. So I have started drinking gin and seltzer. You actually can't tell the difference. With extra lime, tastes great. So this is this is exactly. No, so it's smart. It's They're smart. putting alcohol in everything now. But this gives you no guilt. Exactly. exactly. Unless Except you have a white guilt, though. If you drink a white claw and you're a male, and say you're a... First a, of all, the a straight male. Drink, for the second you drink a white claw, you're no longer a male. <laughs> play action Are you a real. cracker if you drink white claw? Did you see what play action reels? <laughs> what did he write? He said, club soda for my jizz stains. Oh, oh, come on. That's what I use club soda for, to get out like a wine stain in the shirt right away. Anybody got any club soda? No, listen. When I go, when I go to a, an establishment to eat now, I don't get regular water. I ask for club soda. Yeah. I just, get a, I just like the bubbles. Like I, like the, I like the box. And by the way, Sully Mac 0322 apparently is a marketing manager for Truly. And he checks in tonight saying, no shortages of Truly. Hit me up if you need some of your need some from your local marketing manager of Sully Truly. Mac, you need to send me an email, MissRobinAustin at gmail.com. I'll drink some Truly on the show. I ain't drinking that white claw. You're going to have people outside sucking dick for Shasta pretty but soon. Here, <laughs> that's, how bad it's getting, that's how bad it's getting toned. But here's the thing. like, if You can just top it off like he says. You top it off with a little extra tea. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah. There's a little bit of flavor without all the calories. And you add a little more liquor to exactly. it. Exactly. And you know, I think the term white claw is a is some sort of message to the white supremacist out there. It's like a, what's the term everybody uses now? It's a, it's a message to the white supremacist. White claw. What does white claw say to you? To me, It me says it's white violence. Some woman what with long hell? fingernails will claw your eyes out when she drinks the several of, of the these. white man. Exactly. Nah. I believe white claw could be white supremacist juice. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not my style to go on to all tinfoil hat stuff. But I, I believe a reason. Think of a claw. You Tony, don't think of anything friendly. I was gonna, nah. No, I'm thinking of a wolf. Like it's like, like primitive. A like a talons of something. You know. No, something I'm thinking bad. of primitive. Like a bear claw. I'm thinking of. No, I love yeah. bear claws. Not the real bear bear claws. See? I'm talking about the the breakfast. Oh, the, those are delicious. The pastry. Those are good. Dog, you like bake, bake? Oh yes, dog whistle. That's the word. That's what it is. White claw is a racist dog whistle. Tony, you're full of shit. I believe Jamel Hill will be writing a column on this in the Atlantic tomorrow. I believe you are correct on white claw and how white claw. Is racist. No. People and because there's so many white supremacists now just roaming on every street corner of America, that's why it's sold out. Yeah, yes, Dean. Tony's brain working overtime. That is exactly what's going on. And here. people are saying that now. I'm getting texts saying it's a crab, and we all know crabs crawl from under a rock, and we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth I just rock had some crabs on. last weekend. I'm just saying, Tony. It's it's all racist. It is it's racist. racist. Robin and I were in Maryland having crabs. Yes. I had a beautiful crab cake sandwich at Doc's Grill. And you saw the crab meat. I posted the picture. That had real. That's some real white claw. That's real blue claw Two shit right there. Riley Cooper here for white claw. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, if Riley, you ain't drinking white claw, I'm dropping all y'all. That's what I'm doing. I think Riley Cooper will be at the tailgates in the parking lot oh, with a special supply that he'll be bringing up from Florida for all the Eagles fans in the parking lots and for Trevor from the 203 who will be wearing his autographed Riley Cooper jersey for Sunday's home opener, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Redskins. Beautiful, man. 
if you ain't drinking White Claw, I'm dropping all y'all. <laughs> That's it, man. I love it. But White Claw. Listen, God bless him. I mean, Jack, oh, remember yeah. Mike's Hard Lemonade and people saying, what is that crap? Smearing off ice. Yeah. But I give, you, I give him credit. Whoever Mike was, that's some smart shit right there. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Because everybody Robert? was drinking lemonade. And you remember what the lemonade thing was? Arnold Palmer's were iced Arnie tea. Palmies. And then they started making alcoholic Arnold well, Palmer's. Twisted Tea was the big one. Yeah, Twisted Tea. That was tea. Still popular. Well, I think, didn't it start with Mike's Hard Lemonade? No, I think Twisted, I don't remember which came first. Mike's the Hard, the lemonade. Let's get some facts. Hold on. I Robin, think it was Mike's Hard Lemonade was... Before Twisted Tea? I think it was right before now. Twisted Tea. Robin, what were you getting ready to say to me? Because you had... No, I was, I was pointing out... Oh, it's back again. Uh, pointing out the uh, face masks. Oh, what, what am I on now? What face mask is on me here? Well, you have to watch it live, Tony. Okay. Do you have the music up now? I want to see if I can play some Uncle Cracker. All right. So Is this your favorite Uncle Cracker I, song? Well, Mike's Lard Lemonade was, a, was introduced in Boston on April Fool's Day in 1999 and became a phenomenon selling 2 million cases in its yeah. first year. That was in 1999. Twisted Tea came out when? I think that came out after. I'm pretty sure. This wasn't there. This was Adobe Gray remake. This wasn't Uncle Cracker big song, was it? Yeah. Dolby Gray's version is much better. Oh, Twisted T was 2001. So they came right after. That's what happens. It's copycat. And you know, there's this Bon and Viv. Have you seen that? The two chicks that are like mermaids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have, they have I think seltzer. That's a Budweiser thing, right? I don't know who owns them, but it's I all. Think that's all this was the summer of. Fair enough, Vice was 99, too. Was it really? Yeah. That's what happens. And so now there'll be 7,000 different variations. Of uh, hard cider, hard, hard seltzer. We've had hard cider. You know what I'm saying? I hate T bombs all day. Now, Tony, since we're talking about this, is so this is a uh, the original song was fun by Dolby Gray did Drift Away. Okay. Uncle Cracker, this is a remake. This is a remake. Speaking of remakes, did you see or hear the remake of um, the Friends theme song? I hated Friends, Robin. Why would I want to hear a remake of the, so- the show that I despise more than any other well, sitcom? It's the- that sitcom destroyed sitcoms forevermore. Once Friends made the scene and became a big hit, all of the other great sitcoms that we all grew up with and realized how great they were went to shit. Friends has destroyed sitcom television. There is oh, one on. show that I have watched on a weekly basis since Friends has come on. That's how disturbingly awful that show was, and yet people still watch it and whine when it's not on 17 different cable channels, well, right? Yeah. Tony, well, we are going to celebrate like, uh, the fact that Friends is no longer on Netflix then. You're damn right. you're excited about that. I so, hate Friends. I hate everybody, and I hate that racist who I told you there was something wrong with her. Phoebe? Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. You see what happened now? No. I never liked her. She was a pasty white chick. Now she's on the cover of some magazine, and it's racist because she's wearing tanner, and she's dark as the tan lady from New Jersey. Not Danny Tan. Cultural appropriation. (laughs) Dude. Listen, I'd bang Jennifer Aniston. I had a chance to. She turned me off. I I snubbed her. Cultural. What? 
cultural appropriation. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> white people can't can't get a tan now because you know that's racist. Uh, what do you the whole mean, thing, you this, people? What do you mean? This whole PC shit just drives. Nah, me but that's that's a nuts. stupid picture. Jennifer Aniston is whiter than white. I've been she's, trying to tan for seven years. I still can't tan. Tony, she's Greek. Okay, she tans well. Did you see the cover? And again, I know, do I think it's do I think it's racist? Of course not. People are nuts. People are nuts. People are nuts. Tony, but we're back to the Friends theme. Let's get, so no, we, I don't. Do we really yes, need to do I this, Robin? I want to show you something because it is fantastic, and it sh- just goes to show you how remakes, um, in a slightly different key, can make all the difference in the world. So. Just as a reminder, because I know I know you don't like it. You can just complain all you want. Tony I'm not going to complain. I just hate Friends and everything is, about this it. This is the original theme song for those of you. The theme song was okay as long as okay. I didn't watch the show. I believe it was by the was it by the Rembrandts? I, I think, think so. I think yes. it's by the Rembrandts. Okay, so it was re- a Velvet Elvis to me. <laughs> so you recall this one, right? Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Right? I just wanted to put it all in your head. Sucks. It this is. But sucks. well, the Rembrandts were really, really good. So just so that you have that in your head, I want to now have you listen to a uh, a song done by Chase. I think it's Chase again is his name. Chase again. He's a he is a YouTube remixer remaker, and he re recorded the Friends theme song in a minor key to commemorate Friends leaving Netflix because this is one of the things that you will enjoy. Oh, good. Is it Rip uh, Friends? No, this is just a re-recording. Same lyrics, same same music, just in a minor key. I thought I'd do a sad minor key version of the theme song. Here it goes. And this is him playing everything and recording every single vocal, by the way. So no one told you life was gonna be this really, Robin? You no, think this is, is good? No, wait, wait. Get out! Get out! I've seen guys do this on the Third Street Promenade in I Santa Monica. It's Minor key, it's haunting. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month. Or even your year. Order the jalapeno burger. Really? Yes. Listen to this. Oh. People drinking white claw are listening <laughs> to this. Exactly right. <laughs> Robin, I hate Friends to do it. Friends remake is some real white folk shit. Oh, come on. Get this shit out of here. If, if I was it's, in that guy's house, I would bust it all up. I'd grab that microphone. That's a crumb bum, that guy. Yeah. You know what this that guy is? Crumb creep coward. Tony, this was just for you because you are so excited about friends disappearing. That, that, I, 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 unfortunately, that guy didn't disappear. You brought him back. God, it was awful. He was gone, and you brought him back. Exactly right. <laughs> T. Jackson, this show is getting whiter by the minute. It is. That's this is some. That's why people hate crackers. Because we do shit like this. Speaking of cracker, we have a request for cracker tonight. Not Uncle Cracker. We already played that. Do you know there was a group called Cracker? I don't know if it was one guy or a group. It would be crackers, wouldn't it? No, it'd be one guy. Okay. You can still call it Cracker. Let me see what this song sounds like. By it was Low by Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Robin, can you bring the music up, please? Cool, cool, 26. This isn't Jimi Hendrix. What the heck is this? This is Cracker, oh, yeah, this, man. This cracker, man. Sometimes I want to take you down. Remember this? I remember this Absolutely. song. Absolutely. Some good Cracker Sometimes shit right there. We know, you know, we've determined that Ritz is a cracker. Wheat Thins is a cracker. Wheat Thins is a cracker. Triscuit's yes. a cracker. Mike Mayock's a cracker. Mike Mayock's def- <laughs> Antonio Brown. <laughs> Got that out of the way. Uh, what, else, what else is a cracker? The Saltine is definitely a cracker. Cracker Barrel is some white folk shit, right? Cracker Barrel cheese? No, like no, no, the Cracker Barrel restaurant chain. Yeah, it's real white. That's folk. some white folk shit right in there, Whatever right, Rob? The, the breakfast scramble? Yeah, that's white folk <laughs> shit right there. The skillet. The Black people not the sports skillet. skillet. No, not the sports skillet. Our buddy Jay Seller over there. Exactly. Speaking of our buddies, our buddy Justin Healy down undertone. He went under. Did he really? Knife. We haven't heard from him in a, in a million years. Oh, it's, he's under. He had surgery. So what? I've had the major surgery and I'm in here. I had my eye cut out last year and I came in here and did shows. Get my. Where my, is he on the Twitch stream? Well, he just got out. Of, he just got a surgery. He's recovering now. And um, you know what? Surgery you know six what is months? the best medicine? He's gonna try Laughter. to survive. Laughter exactly is the best right. medicine, so he needs to. He yep. needs to. But in his case, though, he had a hernia, so he got hurt from laughing so much that he needed a break. Ah. But is he gonna call in? No. Does he know the phone yes. number? Yes, he, he knows. He knows where. He's like, I'm trying. He's like, I, listen, thanks. I've just been. Luigi has sort of like hijacked him from Australia, and now. He like talks to him every day on the phone. He's like Jose. He like what, what talks is, to the guy every day. What is his Twitter handle? Or tweet? It's at Justin Hill. He didn't tweet. He, he no, me his says, tweet, uh, his Twitch handle. Excuse me. I don't know it. Well, he says thanks. Him. I've just been let out. I'll listen in, trying to listen live. Thanks. That's Ridiculous, it. We man. need to know what his. Tw- How about we're just happy for the Twitch? guy? He got a surgery. I'm happy for him. He just got operated on his balls. You stop breaking them for two seconds. I'm right, not man? breaking his balls. I'm breaking yours. My own. My own is right. Jesus. P a b r k d. How would you pronounce that? How would what's pa- it, what, how's it spelled? P a b r k d. Pa pa kid. I have no idea. P a bear kid. I don't know. But he goes, Tony. Where the f have you been? I've been here. Where have you been? We're here all the time. He should call in and let us know. Two one five four six two Tony. Exactly. We know. Everybody knows where we are now. We're here every Monday through Friday. Twitch TV. Bruno Nation Live. The show that talks about stuff days before you'll hear it anywhere else. And talks about it days after exactly. everyone else is done talking about it, too. Exactly. Now, we got a lot of football to get to. I will release stone-cold guaranteed weekend locks. And then, Wait. of course, on Sunday at 10 a.m., when I start the Eagles countdown to kickoff show, every Sunday the Eagles play, if it's a 1 o'clock start, its show will start at 10 a.m. to noon. And then depending on the times, depending on the nights, every Sunday at Tollman Joe's. Now, if the Eagles are playing on Monday night, then we'll do, the, we'll do that show on Monday night. Same thing with Thursday. But every Monday night, no matter who's on, we'll be doing a show from 6 to 8. Every Thursday night, no matter who's on, we'll be doing a show at three different locations. But the Sunday show, Tollman Joe's, this Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon. Luigi, you coming by? I'm going to be there, bro. There'll be some White Claws, I think, in there. I'm hanging with you, bro. There'll be some white chicks. Just tell them we have white claws. Or tru- tell them we'll have truly. Truly. We'll get some truly and we'll serve that. I truly want to try some truly. I don't think I've ever I tried love some. you, true. Isn't that one of the old uh, things that you used to do to warm up on a piano? 
I love you truly. Well, Trevor from the 203 King. is asking what time we're going to be getting out of Tollman's on Sunday. Well, the show starts at 10, so we'll I'm be gonna there. I'm going to be early. there like 9 o'clock. Yeah, I'll be there by 9 I'm not yeah. walking in at 1 minute to we, 10. We are, well, you and I are going to get there a little bit earlier because we have to I'll be there so. early with you. I'll be there the whole time. 8 so. o'clock is when we're going to get there. But you don't remember the I love you truly phone? The I love you truly thing? The phone is ringing. You were a music person, Robin. Work. I love you truly. Jeez. Let's go to... <sighs> Sully Mac, 0322, 10 a.m. I'll be in lot D at 7 a.m. setting up. I'll be ready for the, be ready for the, uh, for the tailgating sensation, man. I'll be walking through a little bit later on. Man. I'm not walking through no damn parking lots. Well, I got two down low. Unless somebody at Toll Man Joe wants to be a really nice boy or girl and get some tickets off me, I might be in a giving mood, Tony. So maybe they might want to stop down at Toll Man Joe's. You should stop down at Toll Man Joe's. You don't have to stand in the parking lot at 7 o'clock with a bunch of yahoos. And if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. What's the matter with you? Pab, uh, what is that? Pab RKD says, yeah. I found you on Periscope and just signed up for your Twitch show, Tony. Let me give him a roaring round of applause. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the business now. Shall we? Yes. Are you going to go right into football? I, I can't believe you're going to release your Stone Cold Lead Pipe Mortal Locks. I'm thinking a, whether I Friday? should or not. Can I don't think I got enough respect for yesterday's winner and the fact that I gave that out on the air. That was the easiest game of the year. No, it wasn't. Ask all the, the money was on the Bears. What are you talking about? I thought it was simple. I thought this was a packed game, no right problem. damn right it was because you know football and I know football. This was a packed game, no problem. You give me three at home with the pack. You give me three on the road with the Packers who have historically whipped on the Bears all day long, brother. Two simple answers: Aaron Rodgers, Mitch Trubisky. Done. Boom. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you really need to know more than that. But anyway, that's one win. The one up. Actually, I have two wins because I gave the first preseason Hall of Fame game, but I'm not even going to count that. That was a gift. Really? That was a gift. Yesterday was a gift. One and zero. Oh. A lot of people would use that. I'm not going to use it. I'm using a game that looked like a preseason game, but counted in the standings. Not preseason games that look like high school football games that counted. Now, they counted as wins if you bet on those stupid preseason games. But we're not going to do that on the show. I hear you. You know SR what I'm saying? SR20 deep underscore 04 says, Luigi is the mascot that finally got let out of the closet, and Miss Robin is Tony's right-hand lady. Exactly. I, get, I get no respect over here. I know. It's I get, an outrage. I get no respect. It's an outrage. You people have any idea? None. I'm still bothered that none of you know the I love you truly. That's because I don't think anybody has ever heard that song other than you, Tony. Yes, they have. Anybody who's ever studied music as a child. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the phones. Two let's one, go to... 215 Tony. 215-462-8669. Billy's and Matt still tied. Bottom of the eighth. First and second. And the guy who runs in and gets out of, runs out of breath is now being uh, talked to, whoever that guy is. Phillies have a bunch of who the hell are those guys out exactly, pitching now exactly. at this stage of the September call-up portion of the program. But meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, he's a man who has ripped Luigi constantly, regardless of the names that he uses on the Twitch stream, on Facebook, or wherever else. The tradition only get the other over here. He is all the way in Washington State, way out of the Pacific Northwest. Am I right, Mickey? Yes. You are what, in Bremerton, Washington? Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Mickey. I got it. Big fan of Miss Robin, friend on yeah. Facebook, and friend of the show. Changed his name, though, 
to Big Sexy 69. Is that what your handle is now? Yes, sir. Let me give him another hey. roaring round of applause. <laughs> hey, hey. So, yes, Mickey. Yes, hey, Mickey. I, I have some business to discuss. Business? Let's, get, let's get down to the business, Mick. Yeah, let's get down to the business. Hey, Luigi, I'm very sorry oh, for living here. Hey, bullshit. I'm very sorry for I'm very sorry for ribbing you, Luigi. But, oh man, that's messed up. Come on, we let the guy talk here. I'm not, you want me to let him just casually rip me? Robert's saying, go ahead, let him go. He's trying to apologize. No, he's not. Yes, he, he is. He was apologizing. You kept playing Bafon Ghoul yeah. over him. Uh, I wouldn't that... apologize anymore, Mickey. No, please go ahead, Mick. Okay. No, die with you, Luigi. You can dare I'm kicking your ass up. My balls, Capitan. <laughs> I love Mickey. Mickey goes back and forth. It's okay. Robin, stop sticking up for him just because he keeps calling you no, out all damn no, time. No, 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 you just need to let him finish talking. Listen, uh, yeah, Luigi and I rip each other, but sometimes I make overboard, and I'm very sorry, Luigi. Don't oh, cry, okay. please. I'm not going to cry. Don't want, I don't want you to cry. I won't cry. I will punch you in the face, hey, though. Now, now, get to the business. Miss Robin looks very nice tonight. Well, thank you. She always looks nice. See, that's why Robin wants him to talk. And Tony, you can let Miss Robin do the show. No, see, that's a that's Hey, Mickey, you're wrong, seriously, Mickey. shut the fuck up. <laughs> Come on, man. That's it. I, I cannot carry the show. I know my place, Mickey. I know where I am. Okay, well... You do a good job on the show keeping Tony in line. Yes, she, yes, she does. Yes, That's she why does. she's here. And somebody has to keep Luigi in line that, all the time. No, nobody 100%. can keep this son of a bitch in line. That's the problem. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a habitual line stepper. What are you talking about? But, but hey, Luigi, I will still keep ripping you once in a while because I have to keep real with you. Okay. You want to keep it real. You want to keep it real, you keep it yeah. real. With me. Because I ain't playing yeah. games. Yeah. I know. And so, hey, John Isabel, congratulations, and I hope he makes that be a cop. Oh, the Jack, yeah. The we great Jack in the back. Yes, yes, we are hoping that Jack does finally pass this thing sometime in the year 2037. When no, the, no, uh, he's locked in now. He's going to be starting soon. And, hey, and the last thing I have to say is, if they had to pass uh, my test, Luigi failed because he's, you don't have to pass an eye test to pick be on your show, Tony, or his own show, because he can't see what shit anyway, so. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I hear you. thank you. Thank you, Mickey. What are you blathering about? Thank you, Mickey, and uh, congratulations on your first time call in. I'm back to it, There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, Mickey. The great Mickey. That's Mickey. Bye. Bye. I love it. I love it. We needed that. I needed that. Okay. No, it's great to hear him. I mean, Mickey's a friend. He's a great guy. He lives in Washington State. Huge he listens to the, the show, show all the time. Every time I see Big Sexy 69 come up on the Twitch stream, this is all I have to say. I have been assassinated. <laughs> I have been well, buried alive. Speaking of buried me. alive, let's go right into the person who is on the other line. Also, longtime fan, big fan of the show. First time, long time, or no, long time, yo, long time, all the time? Long time, all the time. This is long time, all the time. <laughs> He's a first-time listener. 
1,000 time caller. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. What up, yo? What up, Jose? What up, Bruno's? What up, Princess Miss Robbins? What up, Luigi's? What up? And what up, Jacks? And what up, Roofs? And what up, Twitch Nation? What up? What up? Not for much. I need Jose. It's bad when we need Jose to bring levity to the situation. Now, Jose, whatever you need to say, say it quick because I actually we have a segment uh, with our movie guy that's coming up next. So, what up, Jay what Betzel? Up, movie critics. What up, Jay Betzel? Jay what Bezel? up, Betzels? Jay Bezel. Yep. Other than that, let's get to the college football and NFL business. Now we've been dealing with NFL, and then we need some college talk tonight. We though. do. Not we got talk. we got some two big games on this weekend, yo. Where do we, who are the big games this weekend, Luigi? Uh, Jose. Jose. We got Texas A&M going into Death Valley versus Yabba-Dabba-Doo and the Clemson champs. Yes, That's indeed, man. Just don't bring any tell, – you tell Dabo Sweeney not to bring any religious connotations into the game. This is football. Now we what, don't need any religious shit. Now, will Johnny Manziel be out there tossing white claws with his alma mater? Probably. No. Okay. I think it's going to be a kid named Kellen Mond. Or Jimbo Fisher in the A&M Aggies, yo. That's great Jimbo Fisher knowledge right there, man. Yep. I think the game's at Death Valley. I think it's going to be high scoring. But I think Kelly Lawrence Foles will outgun Mr. Mond in Death Valley tomorrow. That's great Kelly and Molly uh, Foles. Uh, who? Who? Kelly Lawrence. <laughs> Kelly time. Lawrence. That's the guy with the long hair. He's good, man. Yeah, he's really, really good. Kelly Lawrence? Yeah. That sucker's good, man. Yes, he is. And the second game, yo. What up, Bevos? And what up, um, Ed Orgeron? Go Tigers, coach. We got the primetime game in Austin between Texas and LSU. Is that on Fox with my boy Tim Brando in the studio? Uh, I think it's an ESPN. What up, Fowlers and Herbies? Exactly right, man. And um, I think this game is in Austin. What up, DKR Stadiums? Uh... It's like on ABC, it. which is uh, ESPN's crew, really. I mean, and what up? Company. Disney owns production. Exactly. Um, I like I like Hook'em Horns, yo. What up, Sam Ellinger? This is great college football knowledge. You know, not since Beano Cook used to come on my ESPN show every weekend on Saturday nights have we had this kind of breakdown of college college piggies. Not Sam Cook. What up? What up, Beano Cooks? Back in the eighties, early nineties, with the glasses. Now, Jose's over here. He's flaunting some some knowledge, some sports trivia knowledge. But, however, he's been coming up. Uh... Well, we're going to bring it back on Tuesday now. Next Tuesday, we're going to get right buy. back into oh, it. He had the like, triple bye. Great Riddles made his way down to this. Riddles here now? Yeah, he's here. Then the show can continue. Okay. What up, Riddles? What up? Mm-hmm. Yo. What up, By the way, the Phillies. Uh, the season is over, Tony. The Phillies are now, what do they do? They take out the guy who uh, ran oh, in and right. ran out of gas, and then they bring in Hector Naris. To get a two, uh, to basically try to get out of a mess with first and second and oh, great. one out. What does he do? Gives up a base hit. The Mets take the lead at three to two. One out, first and third. Good They're night, in Gabe. the bottom of the eighth. And I have, uh, if I had to thank, if I haven't thanked the Phillies enough, thank Kapler enough. I'm done. I'm done with the Phillies. Let's throw the white flag, yo. I'm going to throw my Gabe Kapler signed baseball down the street. That's what I'm going to do. What up? Gabe, I want that ball, yo. You want that ball, Jose? Yeah, you should give it to Jose. If Jose gets one damn question right on his, on his own segment, I will give him the ball. Now, here comes a fly ball left field. The throw home. Oh, he's going to hold him. It's going to hold him. That was a great oh. job out there in left field. 
You know who that was? That's that Corey Dickerson mm-hmm. showing an arm. He's as got they, a rifle. That was a rifle throw, and, and luckily, well, he should have gone. Then he would have been thrown out of the plate, and they would have got out of this I damn was, inning. I thought it was Vince Velasquez out there again, man. That was a great throw. So don't, still don't, three, get me started with, don't get me started with Vince Velasquez, folks. <laughs> when I think of him to, when this season ends, he's playing left field in a, in a extra inning game, and I got and I got to hear Kapler say, we played like, like players out there tonight, yo. Daenerys, you stink. Seriously, he that's a huge loss, yo. He doesn't stink. He's just he's he's the best of the worst that they have, unfortunately. I'd rather have Al Holland out there closing out this inning, yo. I don't think Al's still with us, but he would still go out there and do a better job right now. What up, number nineteen? I'd rather have the great. Oh, here's a base hit and Al scores an easy run, and now all of a sudden it's a four to two ball game in the bottom of the eighth. Can we play? Can we play taps now? They have played taps, Tony. Tap out, baby. I'm going to wear my tap-out shirt tomorrow on the show. <laughs> I'll say it this way. I think we should put them in a submission hole. They don't need to be put into a submission hole. Okay. They should be waving. Gabe should get a white towel and throw the damn towel. Yeah. Throw the damn uh, towel. Throw like the damn towel. Three. Throw the damn towel. <laughs> what he should do is get, is get a white towel and just douse it in kerosene and light it on Let fire. Let me take a wild guess. Uh, put it on his head. Who's, go- who's going to be knocking out Gabe Kapler? Who's going to play the role of Al- Ivan Drago? Ivan Draga? Yeah, Ivan Draga. Uh, I don't know, Army Hammer, I guess. We'll get Army him. Hammer's good, yeah. By the way, let's play this right now for the Phillies, Robin. Do I got? don't want to be premature here. We like, we like to thank the 2019 Phillies, yo, on a... And it's... Oh, he's speared it and it's caught. Ah, and they'll get out of the inning, but the Phillies now... Down to their last at bat in the top of the ninth, trailing four to two. I don't want to hear Gabe say we got games to win and all that. Crap. No, I don't want to even hear him anymore. No, I do not want to hear one pregame comment, not one postgame comment. Not the Philly season no. to me it's over. It's is over. over. I that mean, D O A dead. That means uh, the Mets will put a, pretty much will put us out of our misery. We could just say. What up, Carson Wentz, yo? Exactly right. What up, Lincoln Financials? What up, Fox TVs? What up, Parking Lot? What up, Tailgate Action, yo? What up, Tall Man Joes? What up, Tall Man Joes? And what up, South Philadelphia's, yo? By the way, Dean's a Phillies World Series series t-shirt show up in the third world in in five (laughs) days. Trust me. Nobody was printing World Series T-shirts for the Phillies this year. Uh, you know who was printing World Series T-shirts that they had to send away? The Boston Red You're Sox. You're damn right, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Your Boston right. Red right. Sox, who were the world champions. The They're Phillies weren't world champions, year. and they weren't going to be yeah. world champions. Yeah. Hades in celebration right now. Trust exactly what? right, man. What up, free souvenirs? Exactly. Other than that, uh, it looks like the Bombers pretty much put the Red Sox out of way back in May. Yeah, you know who put him out in the misery in Minnesota last night with that unbelievable yeah, throw at the plate. Did you see that <laughs> yep. throw at the plate by I the Twins? That, highlight, yo. that was phenomenal, man. Speaking was- of unbelievable, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. did an amazing slide. Ooh. Not the electric slide. No. Oogie, 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 but I, oogie. It, it was kind of it's like electric. something out of the Matrix. Did, I didn't see it. Did you see it? Nope. Is anybody still watching the Toronto Blue Jays? I checked out on baseball about a month ago, homie. I, I haven't fun. checked out on the entire <laughs> game. But oh, I have checked way, out on most baseball. We got an NHL update. No, 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 no. Yes. No. 
Be Wait a minute, Robin. No, We've no. got to get to hockey. The frost isn't even on the pumpkin yet, Tony. I saw to the New Jersey Devil guys painting the uh, the concrete to get the ice ready up there at the rock up there in Newark, New Jersey. What up, Prudential Centers? That is great Prudential Center <laughs> action right there, ladies and gentlemen. Guys. You know how many days we have to training camp? How many days of, until the boy? Three days and four weeks till we have. Hockey action, yo. How many days? 23. That many? Yep. Aren't they already getting ready to skate? You know what the interesting is? The best thing about hockey preseason? No no Pierre Maguire this year, yo. No, he's going to be there. He's just not going to be on the number one team. It'll be Brian Boucher down between the glass. You saw that big story, right? Oh, yes. Boosh. Boosh Boosh is down on the ice with Doc and Eddie O's, yo. And by the way, Brian Boucher is a rising star as a broadcaster. Oh, Boucher? Yeah. yeah, he's tremendous. Part of uh, the 2010 Stanley Cup Eastern Conference champion, Philadelphia Flyers. Damn right, man. But the good thing about hockey uh, preseason, they show up for two games, have a couple of skates, and then they start playing preseason. Exactly. They play like 20 yep. exhibition games. And guess where they head after they leave the States, yo? I know where they're going, baby. Yo. No, not Sweden. I thought they were Czech going to Republic. Czech, the Czech Republics. Yep, they're going to Czech Republics. What up, Prague's? What up, uh, Yadmir Yagers <laughs> and Martin Strakas and Roman Czechmonics and uh, Miroslav Satans? And don't forget the checkerboard. Uh, no, that was uh, that was Ralston Purina. That was a different check. What up, Jiri Herdina? <laughs> What up, uh, Ivan Helenka? What up, Jake Voracek? How can you forget the great Jake Voracek? I was going to bring him up. Cheapers, man. What up, Jakey? Number 93. Are you going to check it out? Luigi will be even watching those games. Who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? I got the Labor Day rundown last week. Yep. Other than that, I'm checking out. This is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you, know, you know, when we come back from Europe, you know what we have after that? What do we have? We have home opener action, yo, versus Simmer and P.K. Subban and the New Jersey Devils are in the town. What up? Oh, we have to play this now. What is this? What do you mean, what is this? Oh, by the way, you know where the Winter Classic is going to be at this year? Outside somewhere in January where it's really cold? What up, Cotton Bowl? At the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas? Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you know yeah. that, Luigi? No, I did not know that, Tony. I would not know anything hockey-related. What up, Gloria? Gloria <laughs> Brannigan? <laughs> what up, St. Louis Blues? Your Stanley Cup champions? Now, Dean checked in. He wants to know on Tuesday when we resume the Luigi, not not because, you know, Luigi versus the listeners is on Tuesday night on Funkin' Fantasy. Jose versus listeners. Jose, what up? Jose on Taco Tuesday will return absolutely ready to go right out the gate. Triple bye week. Triple bye week action. (laughs) And Luigi, uh, Dean wants to know if there will be a fistball question for Jose. It's a legit question. No. We told you it has to be the four major, major sports. Hockey, football, baseball, basketball. Correct. It can't be anything else. Nope. And it can't be, uh, you know, what year was something. It can't be like the, you know, where you have to 
Because I could, those, say, I could it, do starting lineups and all, but... Yeah, but it has to be, like... No names, magazine questions. No, uh... Yeah, nothing out of, like... No uh, only ask Jose stuff he knows. That's it. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. But, but by but the way, about stats will, will you be able to break the down team? the ESPN body issue? Will you be able to tell us everybody who's that in the ESPN body? It needs to go away. I totally agree. It's so stupid. It needs to go away. It needs to, it needs to disappear, yo. Exactly. It's ruining TV ratings. It's Even ruining my It's ruining my timeline is what it's ruining. More people watch the CNN climate seven-hour debacle than we're watching this stupid body issue. Well, it is the Conan of certain. I'd rather watch exactly. college football with that. Exactly. Other than that, uh, Gene you know Segura has a big. By the way, Gene Segura has a one-out single now. Been carrying a squad. Yeah, JT Riamulto is your real. He's your real MVP on this team. Yep, he's been swinging a consistent bat all season long. He exactly. has been, but I mean, again, the same thing. You can't knock Harper. I mean, the guy's got thirty-plus home runs. He's gonna have over hundred RBIs. It's no, I agree. Totals. No, Bryce I'm Harper not. is not the reason this he's team the only, sucks. He's the only reason that we're in this position. Oh, by the way, Dean asked me a question already. Who was the person in the '75 Wolters that missed the Wolters with a broken hand? Answer is Jim Rice, yo. That is great, Jim Rice knowledge. See, that's the kind. Those are the kinds of questions you got to bring to the you table. You know, also going to miss the World Series this year. The Red Sox. The 2019 Red Sox. How about that, Dean? Bad Red Sox. You know why? No Green Monsters, no Carl Yastrzemski's, no Jim Rice, no Dewey Evans action. You are looking live. <laughs> That's great. Well, looking live at what up, empty Fenway Park? Fenway Park. Oh, there's a drive up ball. Oh. But that is going to be up. tied it, Tony. The Phillies have tied the ball game. The Mets. And then Edwin Diaz gets donged again. JT Rio Multo. He got all of that, baby. He put that uh, one deep into the night in the left field (laughs) seats, baby. How awesome. Just when we were out, they pull us back in. Did I tell you he was the MVP of this team? And the Mets fans are visibly, visibly visibly shaken. shaken. It looks like like we're revisiting the game from a couple nights ago in D.C. again. Now we gotta watch the next game. <laughs> no, no. Now we gotta watch this game to see how the the bullpen. Uh, but Edwin Diaz, Edwin Diaz, he's too hype, man. Now listen, the Phillies just tied this game, right? Yeah. Their season online. If the Phillies don't find a way to, to win this game and they or end up losing, series. it's horrible, man. Or just series alone. Oh, by the way, late college football update. We are underway in Boise, Idaho. Oh, on the Smurf turf, baby. What up, thundering herds in Boise? <laughs> On the ESPN2 network. I used to miss Boise State games. And by the way, Boise State's quarterback is legit again. They got another legit quarterback. They put they a lot of players Rippen, in the National Football They League. had Kellen Moore. They had Brett Rippon, Mark Sun. And they also got another QB this year that single-handedly beat Florida State last week in Tallahassee. Who was, that, who was the running back on that, that Boise State team? Jay Ajay? No. There was another guy. Uh... I don't, I don't keep track of Boise that much. Okay. But Gabe just yelled up to the title to get the coconut oil ready in case oh, this goes no. extra innings now. Oh, boy. Get your, get your blankets and pillows and your, and your hot chocolate, yo. No, who's the kid, at, uh, the kid at Boise State this year? He's one of the freshmen. I talked about it the other day on what an unbelievable – you know, college football's changed a lot because back in the day, like five years ago – T. Jackson, you said Danny Johnson? No, that's not his name. I got his name down here. Ian Johnson. Are you sure? Yeah, he's the one that scored the touchdown against Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl and proposed to his girlfriend, now wife. That's no. him. Yeah, that was the kid. I'm sorry. But no, I'm talking about this year's quarterback. Oh, this year. No, no. Boise State has a freshman quarterback out there. 
Trevor, was playing great. Trevor from the 203 says, is it Kellen Moore? No, Kellen, no, Moore, Kellen Moore's in the NFL. Yeah, he was on those 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 uh, those bowl championship teams. Yeah, no, Kellen Moore's. I'm talking about this year's Boise State team. They have a rookie quarterback. That was back in the day. We now, just... now we're getting people. Doug McGregor's not Ian Johnson. Not Don Johnson. Johnson. is not Keyshawn Johnson. Not Don Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson, Robin. Yeah, Keyshawn. Dude, what did I say? Marshall's beating them? Not Lane Johnson. No, not Lane Johnson. Not Carrion Johnson. Who looks good naked, by the way, in that. If, I'm, if you're looking oh, at naked Lane? man, I think Lane Johnson, uh, he's an Oklahoma Sooner, you know. Jalen Hurts, yo. He's a lineman. He's supposed to be fat. That's <laughs> what it is. But he's not really that fat. M. No. Johns who? Not Kevin Johnson. No. I just, not Kevin Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, the Johnsons keep coming, man. It's all about the Johnsons. It's all about Johnsons, yo. And about the Benjamins, too. Johnson, but, uh, <laughs> Johnson never stops. What up, Benjamins? We have the meat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Jose, we got to watch. Uh, maybe that Reese Hoskins will be able to do something. I highly doubt that, Tony. <laughs> I highly doubt. He looks hitterish. Yep, I know. <laughs> Cox, Johnson, and Peter. That's all you got to worry about on Sunday afternoon, baby. That's it, bro. Especially if you're uh... on the Eagles game, yo. Yes. All right, Jose, we're going to talk to you on Tuesday. Well, he asked for Jose's prediction on the Eagles game. Tony's got to let that marinate for a little while. Yeah, I'm going to give it on Monday at Tolman. Sunday at Tolman Joe's, right before the count, during the countdown, the kickoff show. You don't want to miss this. What up, ninety-four ones? No, it's a ni- No, it's nine. It's 97.3 ESPN over the what airwaves. Up, what up? And on Twitch TV. Twitch I'll TV. Joining, it looks like I have to call you Sunday morning, yo. You're damn right, man. That's no it. Is. That's who it is. It's Hank Backmeyer. That's the rookie quarterback. What the fuck is that guy? Hank Bachmeyer. Not back. Bachmeyer. Oh, because we were talking about Brockmeyer. That's Brockmeyer. why you No, it's Hank Bach. Yeah. Thank you very much, Doug McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> I was talking about the thing about college football now is you're mm-hmm. seeing teams who always used to redshirt their freshmen. We yep. can't start a freshman. Just like the Eagles did. Now you look at college football more so than any other sport because there have been number one draft picks in the NFL who get thrown right into the fire. But in college football, it was always taboo to put a freshman in there in his first game. Now, now you're them. seeing all these big-time programs they're starting them. throwing guys out there, and this Hank Back- Backmeyer guy – is another one of those guys. Well, a lot of these college teams now, Tony, they're running more and more pro-style offenses. Exactly. Because back, I remember the, who was the last guy who sat there and held the clipboard who was taking so – it was, it was, it was uh, Carson Palmer. Yep. Remember, Carson, he sat behind John – At yo. He sat behind John Kittner for a couple of years. He just held the clipboard, and he came in, hit the ground running. Exactly you know, Same right. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for half a decade. we got to uh-huh. get that game on. All right, Jose. Robin, relax! Okay. What is going on back there? Sorry, but you can't keep doing that to me. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. That's all right. Jose, Other than that, guys, friend. I'll call you Sunday morning, Bruno. All right, Jose. We'll see you, man. All right, man. Thank you. Now Robert's mad at me because I had to yell at him. Oh, uh, he got a little on. Mm, a little upset. I mean, now I, Robert's Robert was saying to run him. I didn't want to run him. I, he was, I, I was finishing a point. Should I just hang up? Like, Should I go like Mike Francesa and let him say one sentence and then hang up on him? Is that better? Well, most of his callers are making fun of him. So well, that's true, too. So I would, too. Except he, on this show, most callers make fun of you or me or Robin. Nobody makes fun of Robin. No, they love but if her. if I yell at her, everybody gets mad at me. No one makes fun of you, either. Everyone's making fun of me. Trust me, all right? Ridiculous. The only break I get is on my own goddamn show. And even that's questionable. SFL says, drink some wine, Tony. Relax. So it's 4-4 now, Tony. The, the Phillies have found a way to tie this game. 
The season is still still. No, it's not. The season's the over. I don't care what happens in this game. I don't care what happens. Well, people do care. Right? Dean said he'll give a hundred bucks. He said hundred. He said uh, he'll take the bet. Hundred bucks. The, the the Mets still uh, still win this game. The Phillies still find a way to lose. They this. probably will because who are they going to put in the bullpen now? They're not going to put Naris back out there, are they? First of all, it's a tie game. They brought him into a tie game. Actually, they brought him in when they were losing in the eighth inning, and he gave up the uh, tying run. He gave up actually two more runs that weren't his, but he made it a, a two-run two ball game. So he wasn't able to hold it. And now they're bringing in Mike Marin. 20 innings pitched, 19 hits. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're just and they're bringing in guys like Vincent. They're bringing in guys that they just called up that no one's heard of who throw their first pitch and get a, get a home run hit no to a choice. walk-off the other night. Well, see, Rob, 27, they, they are, they are four, they're four back. I know they're four back in the wild card. But you know what? To me, it's hard to watch. It is. It's hard to it watch. Is. And I understand there's ups and downs in a baseball season. And the Mets are going through the same thing. The Mets fans are, are doing the same thing. They look like they were dead meat, and then they come back and have an unbelievable run, and then all of a sudden they fall apart again, and their fans quit on them. But for the Phillies, there were high expectations. Not World Series, but at least a playoff-style oh, yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, the Mets, they were, supposed to fire, they were supposed to be the first team to fire their manager this year, remember? No, the first thing they did was fire their pitching coach and brought in a newer guy, and now all of a sudden it helped. It helped right And the, the new guy's in his 80s. They brought in Rick Regan. Rick Regan, that's right. That's what his And they bring him in, and he's 80 years old, and obviously he's done a decent stop, except with Edwin Diaz, because nobody could fix him, apparently. Lexi's dad says, Tony's on the sofa tonight. He might Robin, be. are you now going to shut down for the rest of the show? Because I, unfortunately, I apologize for yelling. Tony, but we can talk about this. No, thing. I'm not talking about it off the air. This is a show, Phil Regan. What did I call him? Can I stay at a friend's it's Phil house Regan. tonight, please? Can I stay at a friend's house tonight? I don't want to stay home. Can I stay at a friend's no, house No, it just, it's just, it's, it just bugs me. No, I get you. I got it. It bugs me when I see that kind of stuff happen around. You know what else bugs me? And Boy. you know why? You know why that bugs? That's why I got out of radio because I didn't want to deal with that. And I'm sorry, I didn't want me to yell. Got out of radio and built a studio. <laughs> in the if basement. there was a way for me to talk to, through your ear as to why certain things I needed to do, then I would. But I can't, and so there's only one way for me. To I know when we have a guest coming on, and I understand that. This is a relaxing into the night. Friday night red wine Friday. Well, and that's the problem is we haven't drank enough. I mean, I, I know. I Robin, you need some more wine now. Robin needs a, a, Have another damn glass of wine. <laughs> we need to open the uh, the other one too because you're about to get done. This is be- this is the last pour here. That's it. It's over. We got to open a new bottle now. Yeah. Why don't you give me that the first bottle? I'll, I'll, I'll effort that and we, the we'll old it. soul. Yeah. We're Tiffany. I become the old soul on the show tonight. Here, give me that one. I'll open that one up. Open this some bitch yeah. up. Robin, why don't we get into the story? In the stories. What do we have today? Robin's got a, a, a plethora. We, we of did stories. the White Claw. We got to do something that is bizarre. You know, we hear a lot about women having kids at a later age in life. Mm-hmm. You All know, right. it used to be if a woman was forty and had a kid, you say, "Oh my God, she's 40. Then it became if a woman's fifty and she's having kids, you're saying, "Wow, that's pretty old for a woman to be having children." Well, right? especially is because that- there's a much higher chance of a um, um, when a mother is older of having a child with Down syndrome. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yes. I, for for. To purpose, I'm saying like on purpose. Right, if right. you pl- plan to have a pregnancy that late in life as, as, as parents, not just a woman, as parents, right. isn't that kind of irresponsible? No, if you want you're it. Gonna be, the kid's going to be 18. No, no, no. You're going to be mean, like 80 I'm, years old, I man. agree with I, I agree with Come Luigi. on, man. I, I mean, hear you. I, especially, I mean, it's, it's hard on a mother, 
pregnancy is hard anyway. So, Absolutely. So it ages somebody. But um, the older a woman is, for the most part, your chances every single year past 35, I think, increases a woman's chance of carrying a Yes, Down's but we're not baby. talking about women 40, not 50. Not we're not 60. talking about 55-year-old women having babies. We're not talking about 60-year-old women having babies. Not even 65-year-old women having babies. And yes, not even 70-year-old women. I'm getting texts right now saying some of us are still looking for husbands. <laughs> <laughs> not we even, know our clocks are ticking. That's what Not even 70-year-old no. women having babies. No, I mean, but this is freaking crazy. 73-year-old mom, and not just a 73-year-old mom, Luigi. What do you got? A 73-year-old mom who had twin Twins. babies. No! Yes. Let's get the buns out of the oven and go to your correspondent, a mom of two herself, Miss Robin. Can I get a, uh, a mom of two herself, Miss Robin? Can I get the, the opener? Let's go to India. India! Where... Do I need some Bangra music yeah, for this? Where... That's not feathers, by the way, guys. <laughs> Eramati Mangayamama. What? A farmer from the southern state of farmer? Andhra Pradesh. <laughs> I thought he played O line for Is to believe to be the oldest person ever to ever. have given birth. I mean, like, we're going back to biblical times. So she like... became pregnant through IVF, so she did this on purpose. This was not an accident. Yeah. Her doctor. She didn't deli- get knocked up in a uh, at a Seven Eleven in the backyard. No, you know what I'm saying? Doctors <laughs> delivered the twin babies via cesarean section. So it was IVF. Um, Manga ya mama. Yo, your mama, <laughs> not Joe Mama, who's a DJ on many radio oh, stations. About my mama, all right? And her husband, eighty-year-old E. Raja Rao. Well, at least she had an older, more responsible man exactly. to help her have a baby. Have been so married. an eighty-year-old dad and a seventy-three-year-old mom yep. have twins. What they the Maharaj is going on out here? <laughs> they have been married since nineteen sixty-two. Dude, well, they waited this long to have kids. Well, apparently, they, they had never been able to conceive naturally. They approached. Uh, the doctor, Uma Shankar, in 2018, and after preliminary tests were promising, the doctor agreed to give them one round. One round? One round of IVF. Now, your son and daughter, they've been yes. going through Yes, I mean, this. no, I, my son and his daughter and his daughter's wife have been trying to have a baby now for over a year, and now they've and conceived it's not again. Cheap, and But they did it... Um, Given Mangaya Mama's age... That's good Ding Ding pronunciation there. Can we have a little music for this? This calls for a celebration. I mean, this is a special occasion. They performed the C-section, and uh, they are telling her that she's... They're not allowing the mother to breastfeed, um, and the baby... Can a 73-year-old woman lactate? Sure, they she could. Okay, I'm just not, asking. I'm not the cow is sacred there, Tony. What are you talking about, they're, man? That's right. Do they just bring in the sacred cows and let them just... Suck away at the grand uh, teat in the street? No, they don't need the cows. Uh, this is the closest appara- thing I have to Indian. They don't need the cows because apparently they have, uh, they have a breast milk bank. They have a bank? A bank. What's the interest rate? <laughs> Can you make a daily withdrawal of a couple of pints for the kids? That's my IRA the, the dad, Rao, says he's already begun making plans for his daughters. Uh, and Still. Is, he has a new lease on life, he says. How can an 80-year-old dude and a 73-year-old women, woman have kids when they're when these kids are 10 years old? He's going to be 90. She's going to be 83. I have no idea. I got some Indian music here. Robin, can you bring this Wait, up, please? Oh, yeah, I got some good Indian. I got real Indian music. Can you bring it up, please, Robin? It's up. 
Would you Would you like to see the dad? Do we have pictures? We have some. Video. Do we have any pictures of the ch- of the babies? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna. Put, I have I have a photograph of the proud papa, or video of the proud papa, coming out of the operating room. Here you go. Let's see some pictures. Not, Let's see some. Oh, there's gonna come. It comes the babies. No, that's not an orderly. That's the dad. It's not great grandpa. That's the dad. He can, it's like he, you know you know what it looks like he's, he's like a battered performer which he's you would wheeling, expect he's wheeling the twins but it looks like he has a walker <laughs> that's what it looks like in front <laughs> let me play a little bit of happy music for the for 80 the, years for the 73 damn now you remember Tony Randall had kids that's at an right. old age remember Tony Randall shortly yeah <laughs> Tony Randall had kids when he was like 80 Wow. And then he died a couple years later when the kids were like five years old. Yeah. PT Hockey, 1973. Everyone in that family's wearing diapers. <laughs> oh, it was the oh. best. Oh. Congratulations, that's, brother. That's that's ra- that, was, that was good. That's racist. That was good. If only Joe... Th- remember, Joe Biden said that years ago about uh, uh, if you ever go into a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, you only hear is Indian accents. Yeah, but he's saying that because everyone's wearing diapers because they're all, you know, the babies. and I, I understand. I get it. No Give me a little uh, bongra, Robin. You know, Can you crank oh, up the bongra, please? Hold on. Here's bongra. The... I barely even... Sorry. And the Punjabi DJ's in there. Damn, man. this is the mother. She does look young for 73. <laughs> Let me look... see the mother. Does she look young for 73? Hold on. She looks good for a woman who just had C-section to get rid of two babies. That's the mother. Oh, not get rid of, in, to bring brother. them out. Damn. No thanks. I can I pick, can I just put in my my uh, my two cents right there. No thank you. For I, what? For I the wine or for the baby? I can't even imagine having children now, let alone in thirty years or whatever. Mix those two. We gotta put that thing down. Yeah, let 20, me finish that baby. Twenty-five years. Ooh. Uh, is that fair to the kids? Because people will now be saying, you know, is it really fair to have kids when you're that old? I guess if you have a it's huge, not, that's why I said I don't, I don't think, think so. I think it's irresponsible. I no, it's not. If you have a big family and there's other children they didn't who have are any older, children. Oh, okay. Well, you still These have brothers and sisters. You're leaving that burden onto someone else, yeah. though. They Seriously. didn't have any other children, and all of their brothers who and sisters are Who are we to judge these people? Seriously, not, ju- not judging. Who you know, are we you know to what? decide that these people shouldn't have kids? It's the only baby shower that required a team of paramedics on standby. <laughs> That's Jack in the back. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> I need a little. I need a, just a little more volume, Robin. This is the right music for this occasion. By the way, mad love to my girls out there in India, and my favorite Indian woman of all time, Robin. You know who that is? Sunny Leone. Sunny Leone. Oh my God. They didn't have a gender reveal party, I don't think. Yeah. No. It's, it's Indian. Hey. Oh, wait, a little bit more, Rob. Just another taste. Because Luigi's got a pour. We just opened the second bottle. You're that nice pour, right? That was a good. Yeah. We got to get a really good pour. Now. Let me finish this off now. Let's finish off the first bottle. Nobody bangs more bangra on a into the night Friday night than this program. Here we go. Listen. You know, I agree with Dean. I mean, the odds are that 
these kids, by the time they're 10, they're going to be orphans. I'll give you three to one. <laughs> it's sad. It's really sad. It, that's why I was saying it's, it's kind what of... What happens first? These kids grow up with their parents living into their 20s, or Mitch Trubisky wins a Super Bowl? Look, here's the thing, though. It's actually not bad. We can get that off short. My thing is, is that... My thing is this, is that they want to have kids... They should, they've been together that long. They should experience the joy of being parents, right? I know. They should, right, but, but here's they the thing, can though. adopt. There's so many but, children but you get to a cer- you, get, you get to a certain age where they go, we're going to be parents for how long, and then what's the kid going to do? They're not going to be able to... Maybe it, was their, maybe it was their life wish. They never had children. They were married since 62. Why couldn't they adopt? Maybe because they wanted to have kids, and they had kids. I just, I just think it's very irresponsible. They should have asked for a Popeye's chicken sandwich, but in order to get that instead... He oh, <laughs> was the Punjabi playboy, as the great... Uh, <laughs> The maker says, that's like a WIP poll. What a question are we talking about? <laughs> that wasn't a cheap shot on Mitch Trubisky. No. Was it? Well, no, man, maybe. I wasn't booing him last night. I was cheering because I had the Packers. Exactly. <laughs> I loved every time Mitch dropped back to throw the ball. How about that, though? When a, when a, pack, when a Packer, Trayvon Williams, comes out and says, we won because we, had, we let Mitch Trubisky be a quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's cold right there. He threw, if, listen, if, if he's got to throw the ball 40 times... The Bears are not going anywhere this year. Anyway, Vegas has him at eight, had him at eight to one to go to the Super Bowl. I told everyone, I said, I'll take anyone's action who wants who, who wants any parts of the Bears going anywhere. I'll take it. We're getting some good response to my Bangra playlist tonight. You don't get much Bangra. No, you don't. I, I had a guy when I was on in, in L.A. By the way, the uh, like the any- Mets have the winning run on third base with, with two, two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and look who's strolling up to the plate. And that, uh, whatever Todd his name Frazier? is, uh, what's his name? Marin is on the mound, unless the single to left field. And, boy, that was really lazy effort in left field. Uh-oh. We got to get to that Antonio ball. Bra- and here comes, here comes Gabe Kapler now. Antonio here Brown comes just, G- just yeah. dropped the video on YouTube with the conversation with John Gruden. He did? Is yep. it lit? Is it real? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pab RKD says, you are correct, Luigi? I don't know. He's about asking, what? Is that a question? I have no idea. It's a question. I it's no an eight percent run, eighty-two percent pass in the RPO option. Should be the PP Pro, whatever that means. I don't know. Not Peter Bondra. No, not Peter Bondra. Not Peter Bondra. Former, That's great. former Mighty Ducksman, right there. Buddy. That is great, Peter Bondra knowledge, right, All right there. Let's try this one. The OZV try. Old Vines in. This is OZV. You down with OZV? You know us, Tom. Fourteen point two on the alcohol Richter scale. That's about right. It's about fifteen percent in wine, not right? Bad. Well, it depends. Robin won't even drink beer with that blow of an alcohol content. No, hell no. <laughs> or price. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. You ready, Robin? Have you tried some of the new stuff, Robin, the second bottle? No. Are you finished? Let me... Uh, i got to take another chance on this one. Man. I'm, not, I'm not sure. You just opened it. you got to let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, I let, let it breathe. Let it breathe. It's a Zin. Yeah, it's an old Vine Zin. I, I'm... I'm leaning towards the first. I don't know what the wine rating is. That Old Soul is pretty good. The Old Soul was good, but I like Old Souls. I'm one of them myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Robin, now, now, see, Steve in Detroit saying Robin is still pissed. No, she's, this one's no, a little I'm, she's I'm, not pissed. I'm looking, I'm looking for the video. So Robin doesn't do it. She doesn't go into a deep funk. She goes into a partial funk. And then we play some downtown funk. And then she's out of the funk right. completely. And then we, you know, we, we want uptown the funk. funk. You an uptown funk guy? Right, we can just play. Yeah. 
And it goes a little something like this. It's actually my open. <laughs> Close that. <laughs> I didn't have any other funk ready to go. Sorry. Wait a minute. Let me play a little taste of this. You got something? Yeah, I play. I'll turn. Oh, that Nick Vincent's hat. back in the ball game now to try to close it out. Not Troy Vincent. No, Troy Vincent probably would come yeah, in and be exactly, do a better job. Exactly. Nick Vincent's the guy the other night in Cincinnati who came in and I think it was his third pitch. Jeff McNeil, by the way, who's uh, pretty damn good. He's hitting 324, 526 slugging percentage. The winning run is 90 feet away. Fans on a miserable night in New York wearing their hoodies, which they Correct. pretty much wear even in the middle of summer, looking for another Mets win. First and third, the winner, uh, the runner at first doesn't matter. 4-4 ball game. Here's the first pitch by Nick Vincent, and it's sliced foul. That's, right. That's going to get out of play down the left field line. And we'll keep an eye on that. The Cubs are not going to win the World Series. No. Not Vicente Fox. No, he's not in the game. No. All right. I have the video. Not the like like to watch it, Tony. No. What do we have? This is the video that Antonio Brown just posted. Yeah, this just went minutes. up. This just went up. This is legit, ago. right? This is not yeah, some no, spoof thing. No, no, no. Tony just went up. Seriously, this just went up, and it is produced. Actually, it's a video that he put. He posted it on YouTube with black and white footage underneath it, and the audio of his conversation with Gruden on top. Please, it's black and cracker. Yeah, exactly. Please, none of this white shit. Come on, Robin. Let's go to the tape. Iggy? Yep. Antonio, coach is on the line. Hey, Hey, coach. Hello. Yo, what's up, coach? What the hell's going on, man? There's a villain all over the news, man. Is Antonio all right? He didn't behave like this before he started getting this money. There's something wrong with A.B. Antonio Brown has been an absolute embarrassment. Trying to be a Raider since day one. I've been fucking working my ass off harder than anyone. I don't know why it's a question of me being a Raider. Like, do you guys want me to be a Raider? Please stop this shit. You just play football. How hard is it, man? You're a great football player. Just play football. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more than a football player, man. I'm a real person. It ain't about the football. I know how to do that. I'll show you guys down the daily. This is my life. Ain't no more games. Antonio. That's all video from uh, Hard Knocks, isn't it? No, this is better than Hard Knocks. But I'm saying but this isn't something he just put together today while he's drink, trying to figure out if he's going to play Monday night or not. Right? Well, Tony. Well, this is... Should we call John? He is the one that put this out there 
And he's the one that had this black and white video. That video, Robin, by the way, is from HBO's Hard Knocks. No, I know, but he's the one that put the video together to put underneath it. So so whoever his people were, and they're... So he personally put this on his page. Yeah, it was footage of this, and then, and then his people took the mo- put the montage together okay. and released this video. I thought it was a video of him like smoking weed in, uh-uh. a, in a room somewhere. No, this no. is this was his phone call with Gruden, and then his people put all that those clips together, and then they released it on his personal page. Who did Antonio Brown? Yes. Antonio Brown and his agent. Yes. Well, it's his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, too. Antonio Brown's not sitting in a studio and slicing and dicing and editing video. Because if he was asking well, for just, for I mean, just, his people. If did. he was asking for commentary on the Raiders themselves, he would probably go the Marcus Cousins route and just basically just drop the you know fuck them. Exactly. So people are saying here this is on um, the Mercury News the, that the video does not make clear whether Gruden knows he is being recorded. And in California, recording a phone call without each party's consent is illegal. So now we're saying that perhaps after he did the wrong thing when he was fined justifiably for missing a walkthrough on August 22nd, which led to him posting the letter Mm -hmm. that Mike Mayock sent him to let him know how much he was being fined, what happened? He posted the letter. Got in trouble. Everybody thought yesterday that he was going to be suspended for one game. The point spread changed like seven different times from yesterday all the way up until now. And now people are wondering whether he's going to play because earlier today it looked like they basically threw Mike Mayock under the bus. Mike and John, Graydon, John Gruden mm-hmm. made it sound like he was going to play on Sunday night right. when I saw the video of Gruden on the practice field today talking about it during the walkthrough that I expect him to play, and he's with the Raiders, and he's playing. By the way, ball game over. Mets get the walk-in, walk-off. A bases-loaded walk by Jan Michael Vincent, and the Mets are jumping up and down like they just won the frickin' World Series when a guy can't throw strikes. Did I tell you that this guy Vincent shouldn't be in the big leagues? And the guy's got gray hair in his beard. And guys are taking their shirts off and getting baths at the plate? What the hell did the Mets just win? Why the hell not, Tom? What the hell did the Mets just win? Other than a walk-off walk. Are you serious? You're taking your shirt off? Where are the Raiders at now? I'm looking. Um, I have a quick Denver chat, room, chat room comic at Park. Let's see, at Paberkid, how do you reply to someone on here? You just put at and their handle on there, and then you can reply directly to somebody on the chat room. Line down to one now, by the way. Denver minus one. No, I know. It's changed. I, I, got, the whole, I got the way these, the whole thing has changed. So it started out as Raiders minus three. That was the opening line on this Correct. game. Correct. Yep. And then as AB reported the dust-up, remember when he had the dust-up with yeah. Mike Mayock? Mm-hmm. Because Mayock sent him a letter telling him about the suspension. And then A.B., being the jerk-off that he is, posted the letter on his Instagram account knowing that he was going to get in trouble. Because his agent obviously didn't know who he was going to do. Drew Rosenhaus didn't know he was going to post that thing on Instagram. Probably not. Because his agent would have said, are you crazy? Right. He's like, don't, so what happens? don't be stupid. So then so they get into a confrontation. Here's the, here's the thing. Okay, can you just let me finish this, please, I just please, want Rob? people to know that I just posted it up there. Okay, so he, po- so he sends the letter, which is a private letter from his mm-hmm. boss, We've been through this. Everybody knows this already. So what happens? 
Mayock and him have a get-together on Wednesday, just like I said they had to do, and go sit down in the office. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm wrong, you're my boss, I'm the employee, even though I'm a star player and you're just a general manager, screw you, cracker, and then threaten to beat him up, or something along those lines. Cracker was, I I believe, has been confirmed that he called Mike Mayock a cracker. So what happens? The line goes from Raiders minus three to one and a half the Raiders' favorite. It dropped in half initially. Yes, I'm, I'm giving you the chronology. Okay, go ahead. You want Raiders opened at minus one. The whole A-B thing happens where they people were expecting he was going to be suspended because of the shit that he went through with Mayock and the fact that he posted the letter on social media and it was going to be Adam Schefter and all the really, really legitimate reporters were mm-hmm. saying they expect there to be a one-game suspension right. because of what he did, not just by posting the letter, but then by going into the general manager and t- calling him a cracker and threatening to beat him up. Yeah, and then um, Adam Schefter even uh, posted showing that if the Raiders wanted to, they could void they the contract. Could void the contract after that uh, suspension. Right, but now let me rem- let me repeat. After the dust up and the fact that everybody thought he was going to be suspended for Monday night's game, the line in Vegas immediately went from Raiders minus three to Raiders minus one and a half. Then, as the day progressed yesterday and last night, it flipped completely. Yeah. The Denver Broncos became two-and-a-half-point favorites. So in the course of like eight hours yesterday, it went from Raiders minus three, three-point favorites, Raiders, Raiders minus one-and-a-half, when it became apparent that he wasn't even going to play at all on Monday night. It then flipped to Denver favorite, minus two-and-a-half, and then it went down to Broncos minus one because people thought that he was going to play. But the reason it went to Denver minus one and not back to the Raiders, Raiders being favorite with him presumably playing is because of the distraction factor. Correct. Gamblers are still trying to figure out you know, what's going to happen. And now that's the problem. So it's still, as of this hour, I'm checking the very latest line from VegasInsider.com. It is still Denver minus one as of 10.48 p.m. tonight which is just freshly uh, redone, which is a consensus of the Las Vegas casinos. And right now it's one and a half at one house. But the Vegas consensus is it's Denver minus one. So Westgate says Superbook has it one and a half, MGM Mirage one and a half. And if you look at the lines, and I go to VegasInsider.com, it's one or one and a half, but the consensus line is minus one. That's what I have. Denver still favored. And as I mentioned earlier, Denver has won seven straight season openers. Yep. Do you know that? They have the longest active streak in the NFL. With Nobody's won. Quarterbacks. <laughs> no one has won seven consecutive opening games of the season. Then, wow. the, then the Broncos right now. And that's the longest in Denver Bronco history. They have never won seven consecutive season opening games. Here's the other part of it. Denver's 5-13 and 13 against the spread in their last 18 games on the road. Right. And 2-8 and against the spread in their last divisional games, which this is a divisional game. And the Broncos, by the way, have also lost three straight games in Oakland and three straight on Monday night football, all to AFC West opponents. So when you look at the stats that they won seven straight openers, but the other numbers are really bad. They can't beat AFC teams. They can't beat the Raiders in Oakland. Here's a tip. Don't touch the game, you freaking degenerates. How about that? You did. And you know what that game is? And I talked to, we talked to Brandon Lang yesterday. 
That's the last game of the yep. weekend. That's the final Monday night game. Starts at 10-15 on the East. And you're going to have people who are either really – if you're really up, you're not going to touch that game. But if you're chasing, boy. <laughs> if you're, you're chasing. chasing and you have a bad weekend and you play Hawaii late night on a Saturday and you don't win, then you're going to maybe need that game. Now, a lot of bookies, Tony, a lot of – now there's – you know, you can bet on any site you want possible. Exactly. But a lot of bookies, they stop they, – they cut the week off on Sunday now. So you can't try to catch on Monday. So you can't get yourself in more trouble betting more money. Being, like, say you were down, you know, just around numbers. Say you were down 500 bucks going into Monday, no. right? You would usually bet $500 or whatever to get even or double it to get up a little bit. They're no longer doing that. They're cutting it down to Sunday being the last day you can bet. Yep. And Monday starts the new week. Exactly. But the bottom line is that that story you're showing me, Robin, is all old news. The latest news is, is he going to play or not? And the question, that doesn't say anything, Robin. No, I Trust know. Me. I know. But it does show two different options for them if they wanted to save that money. But, they, but they, they, right, the question right now isn't whether they're going to cut him. That was all coming up yesterday yep. when it became apparent that the Raiders had an out if they wanted to. Because they only had to give him a million-dollar signing bonus to sign the contract, right. which is right. nothing, nothing nowadays. Nothing. But then the he 30, apologized. Yeah, but then, he, then he, of course, his agent sat him down. This is all what happened. Right. So his agent, after the whole thing, realizing, are you crazy? Drew Rosenhaus calls him and says, are you idiot, man? $30 million. They could cut your ass. And who's going to pick you up then? Will somebody pick you up now that you're a proven psychopath? Now that you're a proven nutcase? Now that nobody trusts you, the people in Pittsburgh are laughing at you, the people who love you in Pittsburgh, you're on Dancing with the Stars. You're on the, the, that stupid lip-sync show on Fox. Because here's the thing. If he plays game one, then the contract states that even if they cut him afterwards, he is a vested veteran and they will I understand have to pay that. out his if contract. If he's on the active roster opening day, game opening one, day, he's game getting one. 14 Correct. point something million dollars. He's due that money. He gets that money guaranteed. I think it's like 14 and change. Yeah, and again, that's that that but that story that you were just showing me was that was all from yesterday's developments. Right. right. The latest but, developments now are we don't know because what I saw earlier today was that John Gruden on the field was saying, "Yeah, Antonio Brown, yeah, he's going to play." But that's before this video came out. I understand that, Robin. So, if Antonio Brown put that video out. And by the way, who looks bad in that video? Antonio, Antonio Brown. Exactly. Brown. John what... Gruden doesn't look bad in the video. Well, he videotaped Phone conversations with his coach. Exactly. Those were private phone conversations yeah. with his coach. I understand. I understand all of this. The point is, here we are back again on a Friday night at almost eleven o'clock, and we right now do not know what the hell is going to happen next because now the next move is back on the Raiders, mm-hmm. right? Antonio Brown has shit to bed multiple times already since he's been with the Raiders, from the frozen foot to the helmet gate. And now to the stupid memo that he posted on Instagram, and now posting a video where he talks to his coach, and his coach says, do you want to be with the Raiders? And then he plays victim and says, do you want me to be with the Raiders? You know, so I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. Just to, to put my own two cents on the situation and not to make it seem like I'm going to bash Antonio Brown or I'm, I'm sticking up for the organization. That's the last thing I'm going to do. you got to look at it like this, though. Yeah, John Gruden says he's going to play, right? You got to look at it again, Tony. Not not only was it the the foot thing, forget the helmet thing. Yeah, I'm forgetting now, all that. Now we're moving on to you've publicly disrespected and slandered your boss. Right. Number one. First your GM. Right. Your GM. Then your coach. And then you just went out and publicly put out audio and video of private conversations, making yourself out to be the victim in Oakland 
from your coach who just publicly went out and backed you by saying you are going to play. At this point, Tony, whether you pay him or not, whether you decide to not move on from him and keep him on the roster, he can't play. Well, you again, that's, 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 no, that's, mean, that's a lot I mean, of people I will mean, agree with you. And the worst a lot of people will agree with that worst, decision. Worst, but we're not making that decision. No, no, but I'm saying, but it's, it's, at this point, it's like, when put, you ha- it has to come to a stop. You have to make a point to say, this will not be tolerated. You can't do this. And the worst thing you can do to a wide receiver is what? Take him off the field. Because if, he's got, if, if he can't play, he can't talk. He can't say anything. These guys want to be out there catching the balls. They want to be out there scoring touchdowns. They want to be out there looking good on the biggest stage. So you know what you do? You sit his ass down on the biggest stage on Monday night, and you have him sitting there in street clothes on Monday night in front of the whole world to see and make an example out of his ass say, this is not going to be tolerated by the Raiders organization. That's it. Now, I'm trying to see with the lady. I don't, there's nothing late on ESPN. People are t- texting me. Yeah, that ESPN. Uh, is report. That- ESPN, according to their own website, does not have yeah. John Gruden that I have seen saying he's okay with Antonio Brown recording the phone conversations. Because he just put it out. Yeah, it was. Did he just put it out? Antonio just put it out. Yeah, no, but. No, but Gruden- I'm saying, no, no. Cujo okay. knows says yeah. Gruden tells ESPN he's cool with being recorded. Oh. That's not something I've yeah, seen I'm confirmed. Not finding, I'm not finding that anywhere else either. No, because the latest story I see from ESPN, and it's from uh, Paul Gutierrez, who I used to work with out there at, at NBC Sports in Bay Area, and now he's an ESPN staff writer. He had the John Gruden this afternoon saying the Raiders plan to have Antonio Brown play against Denver on Monday night. As since the release of this tape, and I'm taking your word for it because I'm not able to do this, so that was when was that tape released that we just played? Uh, right about now. the tape was released about half look an hour ago. Okay, I just um, want to make sure we have the timeline correct because you know stuff happens. People put stuff on there, and then I do not like to run with stuff that's not confirmed. Now, obviously, the video is for real, but I don't know whether that was released before, whether he has it. You know, the bottom line is Drew Rosenhaus. Okay, so one hour ago he posted the video. Why does ESPN at this hour, and I'm not on Twitter, does, has, has anybody on ESPN on Twitter? So far, I'm not finding it. However, I am finding a few sources saying that according to the Raiders' source, Gruden was truly amused by it and even thought it was awesome. The video? Yeah. And, you know, this is another thing now. Because right now, you've got John Gruden looking like a suck-up to his player. And, of course, that's what coaches have to do to star players. You have to coddle these egos. And that's one of the toughest jobs for, for, for coaches. They've got to suck up to their stars to get them to go out there and play because they're babies. Now, Chris, because wide receivers are douchebag babies. Chris Mortensen is reporting that the Raiders source said that. The Chris Mortensen is yeah. reporting that the Raiders said that he was okay. That is what he is saying, that he thought he was amused by it and that it was awesome. So, obviously... As we saw earlier today, so Gruden doesn't care. Gruden doesn't care. You know who does care right now? Who? Mike Mayock. Yeah, the but general no, manager. No, you're right. Team. Mike Mayock has pretty much been neutered. He he's, ha- he's been cuckled. He's, he's had done. his balls caught right out. The general manager, who's the guy who sends the letters to the players saying, "Hey, listen, man, you violated your own contract. Here's the deal. Here's your fine." And then the player says, "Va fangul." Basically, to Mike Mayock, calls him a cracker. Which, yes, ladies and gentlemen, cracker is as bad as the N-word, okay? Take it from a white guy. It doesn't bother me when I hear cracker because I'm not that sensitive of an asshole, okay? But don't tell me cracker 
is not a is not a negative term. It's a racial slur. It is a racial it's a slur. Racial slur. Bottom it is line. an absolute racial slur. But I'm not going to go writing columns and doing all commentaries and going ape shit about it. But don't tell me cracker is not an insult. Well, it only is because white people are the only people left to be racist. That's what it is. Seriously, that's what it is. I mean, the only, the only people in the world who are allowed to be racist or bigots or anything. Again, I don't, I don't want to get like, into that because that's another argument. I mean, the fact that Riley Cooper was trending today just shows you how out of control this country is. Yeah, it is. When it comes to discussing rationally the issues of race. Again, if somebody says cracker to me, do I go no, crazy? I'm like, whatever. Do I start filing lawsuits? Do I go to the ACLU? Do I, I write commentaries? No. No. I don't give a shit, okay? I don't give a crap what people call anybody else. But I don't need somebody else who doesn't know what cracker means. Just like I explained to Chris Cuomo, that piece of shit at CNN, that Fredo was in no way, shape, or form the equivalent to the N-word for an Italian. Not even close. Because I'm an Italian, first generation. I know what Fredo means. It doesn't mean N. Fredo's just him calling him a dummy. Exactly, and that's what he is. He's the stupid brother. That's what Chris Cuomo is. So when that moron, Chris Cuomo, tries to equate Fredo with the N-word, that's what makes this whole discussion even more obscene and absurd. That when people are saying Cracker's okay, because Riley Cooper, drunken idiot that he was, made a stupid comment at a concert. At a concert. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, and, oh, they thought that he got taken care of. Yeah, he was allowed to come back and play, because as stupid as it, as it was what he did, he didn't break any laws. Nope. You know, and the coach dealt with him. And then he got to play again. And then he played himself out of the league because it wasn't that good. Antonio Brown is getting away with disrespecting his employer. And I don't give me the shit about he's a star and you got to suck stars' dicks. I understand that. But what he's doing, if anybody defends this kind of behavior, you're a moron. You're a, I get sucking players' dicks. I understand players are the game, not the owners, not the coaches, not the officials. But sooner or later, you have a boss. See, that's, I'm my own boss right now. I'm not going to fire myself. Some nights I've thought about firing myself. Some nights I've thought about firing Robin. Most nights I've thought about firing Luigi. It happens. Because you know what we say. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. But the whole thing about everything's about race and, and, and the stupid bitch from, from Friends on a tan. Dude. Get that damn bottle out of the way. Stupid bitches on Friends with a suntan on a magazine cover is now racist. Everything's racist. Luigi, you might as well just get your things right now. Pack it up in one of those boxes that they have, what they call the banker's box. Put the little lamp, put your books, and get the hell out of here. Exactly right. I was trying to get that drop late for you. I know. <laughs> and I got myself in trouble. I'm just so tired of all this. It is. It's stupid, man. It is ridiculous, man. And again, we said. Who's giving me a roaring round of applause? You know, that's somebody's walk-up. Yeah. yeah. Is Stevie that Dean's v, walk-up? No, Stevie V changed. Oh, no, that's He's giving me a roaring round of applause. He changed it again. I'm, gl- I'm glad you did something. Like, I, again, that... You are who you are, and you have you have clout. You can say these things because I don't have any clout. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Doing this for a long, a long time, you can say something. Like that. Any average Joe says something like that. No, I'm speaking as a president, as a white man, and as an Italian who, to explain the whole Fredo thing to another grease ball, Chris Cuomo, when that stuff was going on, and I gave you a lot of words that were much worse than Fredo, and I explained that to that douchebag, 
Chris Cuomo. See, I don't blindly defend people because they're Italians. Nope. I don't f- blindly defend people because they're white. I look at try to look at things fair and square. Cracker, please, Tony. Cracker? I've been looking up crackers all day long. That's what I've been doing on the phone. What kind of crackers? I got all kinds of... I could, I mean, club crackers? Like, I don't like club crackers. You, you like know, club you crackers, know che- Robin? You know the cheese it is considered a cracker? Cheese it's a cracker? Mm-hmm. You know what saltines I, like? I don't like. You know the only time you use saltines is when you get a nice bowl of chicken soup in the winter and you're sick and you go to a deli and you get chicken matzo soup. Mm-hmm. Are club put crackers this- and Ritz crackers pretty much the same thing? I don't know. I don't think so. No, well, listen. Uh, gold, goldfish or crackers? Goldfish or crackers? Yeah, club crackers. I thought they were orange men who are bad. No. Aren't cheese, goldfish orange? Cheese nips? <laughs> cheese nips? Mm-hmm. The Bremner the wafer? The what? The Bremner wafer? There's a whole bunch of crackers here, man. I got a whole list of crackers here. Rich crackers and peanut butter. I love those. Here's the, mo- the 50 most popular crackers. Oh, we have a top 50 list of crackers? Yeah, Mike Mayock takes, takes number one. <laughs> Mike Mayock is atop the cracker list tonight on oh, your Graham top. Graham crackers got to go Mount Rushmore, right? Graham, not Graham Gano, don't no, you no, know? No. How about animal crackers? Animal crackers are good. Right. But they're not even crackers, animal crackers. They're like little animal figures. Yeah, goldfish are all over the place with cracker, man. I thought crackers had to be flat. Me too. In fact, you know what? Here's the definition of what is a cracker. What? <laughs> Again, Mike Mayock takes the list. <laughs> Most importantly... Hey, where are the white women at? They're eating crackers and drinking White Claws, if they can find them tonight. Imagine the panic in bars around the the entire nation on this Friday night as we approach 11 o'clock in the east into the night. A white girl wasted chicks on the first Friday night of the football season out trying to get a little swerve on tonight. Looking for White Claws in various bars in and around the greater New York, Philadelphia, Tri-State... The great United States of America with a bear claw, a white claw shortage. No, yeah, exactly. So now, Tony, a cracker is a flat, dry-baked food typically made with flour. Right. Flavorings or seasonings such as salt, herbs, seeds, or cheese. It may be added to the dough or sprinkled on top before baking. Crackers are often branded as a nutritious and convenient way to consume a staple food or cereal grain. So that raises the question, Tony. Is a goldfish a cracker? <laughs> Forget it's a hot dog a sandwich. Is a goldfish a cracker? I'm going to say no. If a hot dog's not a sandwich, then goldfish aren't a sandwich. What does it's a cracker mean? This is something that you think is very good, funny, etc. It was a cracker or of a goal. I've got a joke for you. It's a real cracker. But in North American English slang, it's an offensive word. For a poor white person with little education from the southern exact, U.S. Exactly right. That's what it is. Yep. You can say anything you want, but that's what it is. And what it is is what it what is. What it is is what it is. What it is is what it is. And you know what it is right now? It's time to talk some entertainment. Although that was pretty entertaining. Jay Betzel, co-host of the uh, co-host of T.J. Reeves' show, who I was on. I was on his show yesterday. T.J. Reeves' Three Dog Thursday show. Now, Jay Betzel co-hosts the show with T.J. Reeves. We've seen that. Movies from the 80s, 90s, and more. And, of course, he joins us every Friday night for the latest. And, of course, the big movie opening this weekend, one of Luigi's favorites. Now, I'm hearing mixed reviews. I'm hearing it's good, not as good as the original, and too damn long, Jay. Would you say that's a good assessment of the new movie, It, Chapter 2? 
Yes, sir. I actually saw it last night, and I would I would agree with everything. It's way too long. It's like two hours and forty nine minutes. There's a couple of really good scary parts in it, but it definitely drags. But I mean, overall, I'd enjoy it. I'd say I think on Rotten Tomatoes right now it's getting like sixty six percent. That's probably about right. I probably get about six or seven. Yeah, I'm, I saw the first one. I didn't go to the theater to see the first one. I waited till it came on cable on direct on uh, pay per view. And then I didn't pay for it. I waited for it to come on regular HBO or whatever channel it was on because I have all those movie channels, which I pay a million dollars for, and there's never anything good on. But I, I have no desire to rush out to the theater to see. Now, Robin doesn't like these kind of movies anyway. No, I can't, I can't watch them, especially clowns. They're mm. creepy enough Mm-mm. without having them be killers. Nothing funny about a clown. No. Nothing. But this Skarsgård kid, one of the 700 Skarsgård brothers... He's pretty damn good in this, though. Yeah, and apparently he has had trouble recuperating from being in this role, right? Yeah, I've read that yeah, it's definitely a hard role to play for him. Um, did, I was going to ask you guys real quick, did y'all see Poltergeist? Remember the clown in that one? Yes, the original Poltergeist, not like the, the 72 remake, right? Movie? No thanks, bro. Yeah, that's, that, that one was probably the scariest clown I remember. But I saw the, the original is in the theaters, and I saw it like kind of like on the opening Saturday night in a packed house. And I really enjoyed it. I thought that was a fun movie. This one, not quite as much. And just for everyone who doesn't really know as much about it, it's set 27 years after the events of the original film. And for the, the book, which was super-duper long, the book by Stephen King. Which I read ended, twice. So like the, <laughs> the director says there, there's not going to be a part three. This is the conclusion of the book. Wow. Basically what he says, it's the end of the journey of the Losers Club against Pennywise. But as we all know, the mythology is very rich. And Stephen King's book Pennywise has been around for a million years, so yeah. that kind of that was on uh, ScreenRant.com, and that kind of teases it that maybe you know the first one made over seven hundred million dollars worldwide, so you knew there was going to be a second one, and this one is uh, supposed to make a hundred million this weekend. It's called the last movie. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's good. That's it. That's, that's brilliant. Let me give you a round of applause. There. Yeah, they always said there's only two books in this exactly. whole That's what they've been saying in Star Wars and that franchise. That's what they've been saying. That's what Stallone's been saying about Rocky. We only wrote two, but now Chapter 64 is on its way out. Exactly. Haber Kid, that, that we are talking about It Chapter 2. It. But I like, I like uh, it, Luigi's. That's it. That's it. It's That's finished. it. It's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's it. <laughs> now, the second we movie. Know a lot of these sequels. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, a lot of these sequels we've talked about a couple weeks ago with Coming to America 2, they take quite a long time in between. Mm-hmm. You know, Coming to America, the original was 1988, and then the second Coming to America is going to be in 2020. And that kind of leads into the second thing I want to talk about was Bad Boys for Life. They yeah. released their trailer. Now, I have the trailer. Wednesday. I have the trailer for everybody to see, so let's watch it together. Because so it's Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for, for Life. life. Now I love the Bad Boys movie. They were all fantastic. So let's let's watch the trailer and discuss. Mike Lowry. One last time. You can get that buffed out. No, you can get that buffed out. Remember, knock and talk. Yeah, knock, knock. 
Miami PD, get down! What the hell happened to knock and talk? Hands behind your head right now. I got this. I'm gonna penetrate this man's soul with my heart. What? Watch and learn. Sir, I realize that you're scared. You know, sometimes fear. How deep you think you got in his soul? <laughs> I'm done, Mike. I'm retiring. Uh-oh, here we go again. You want your legacy to be muscle shirts and body counts? Look at this mess, it's carnage! I didn't do all this. You didn't shoot anybody? Well, come on, Captain, you know I shot some people. Yeah. Fuck me! These streets, I never trusted anybody but you. I'm asking you, man. Bad boys. One last time. One last time. I'm the definition of half man, half drugs. Ask the clubs. Bad boy, that's what's up. He's trying to do a all. We're not just black, we're cops too. We'll pull ourselves over later. <laughs> it's official. I survived what I've been through. Y'all got drama, the saga continues. about the glasses. I've been telling your ass for a year. He can't be stopped now. Shit, Mike. He's in like HD. This bad boy flies. He ain't Bad boys, bad boys. Hey, what she gonna do? What she gonna do when we come in? Hey, hey, uh-uh, no, no, never. Y'all will never do that again. Yeah, and you fucking up the lyrics, which take a long time to learn. Cause it's bad boys for life. Now, is this, is this going to have the running time of Bad Boys 2, which was like 17 hours? That, like, forever? that was awesome. This is a good swan song. Well, noticeably absent is Michael Bay. Yes. Michael Bay is part of the reason you're the director. Yes. He's part of the reason that Bad Boys 2 was so long. Oh so my I'm God. assuming it will not be as long as Bad Boys 2. Yeah, Michael Bay has pretty much uh, jumped the shark since the last Transformer movie, or whatever the other last thing he made was. Hey, Mark Wahlberg's not complaining. Now, is John right. Sally, my boy John Sally's not in Bad Boys 3? I haven't seen anything about him being in it yet. So ho hopefully he will have kind of a... Like a cameo or something, kind of like he had in the first two. Beautiful. No, that looks good. And, and I'll tell you, man, Will Smith, for people who knock this guy, he's in so many movies. We know The Rock's in every movie, and Samuel L. Jackson seems to be in every movie. Yeah, but Will Smith's actually but, good. But, but, but Will Smith, you just look at all the previews, he's been in so many movies this year, and they, they, they just don't stop, man. And yeah, no doubt. I mean, and Will Smith got so big with the first Bad Boys. Remember, Bad Boys, the original one, came out in 95, mm -hmm. and the following year he had Independence Day. Yeah, so no, he he's... from being kind of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to this huge movie star in action movies. Whoa, wait a minute. The first Bad Boys came out in 1995? 95. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> Are you kidding Dude. me? <laughs> well, Martin Lawrence hasn't exactly done a lot. No. So this is kind of a well, big He hasn't deal. actually aged well either if you look at him in the trailer. Yeah, he's chunked up a little bit, but hey, it happens to the best of us and the worst of us. <laughs> well, um, a couple of notes I want to mention on this one is, you know, the second one came out in 2003. So we're uh, basically 16 years right now from when Bad Boys 2 came out. And they've talked over and over and over again about making it with multiple directors and multiple writers. Still has the same producer, Jerry Bruckheimer. And they have uh, these television directors from um, Belgium. 
that are making it, and they also directed it as a pair, and they also directed the first two episodes of the really popular TV show Snowfall. Are you all familiar with that one on FX? Uh, no. I know the that's Snow Piercer. That was one of my favorite game. movies. It's though. a good one. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, I know. That's a different movie. Oh, sorry. Come on. It's that Snowfall. Exactly. <laughs> That's good stuff. Jay Betzel joining us. And so you you, you think this It movie is going to make $100 million this weekend? Yeah, Deadline.com predicted it's going to make between 100 and $102 million. And the all-time um, record for an, an R-rated or a horror movie or a September opening is the original It, which made 123 Wow. And the, um, like, it's supposed to make $44 million just today. And that'll make it the uh, number four R-rated film opening all time behind the, the two Deadpool's and the original It. So it's in wow. pretty good company, money wise. And now well, the TV series are coming up, and uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon are going to be on. Uh, the, is this going to be only on Apple TV? It's a it's a morning show format where Jennifer Aniston, who's not dark, before she was a racist and posed for a magazine cover where she's entirely too dark. <laughs> Uh, is now a morning show host on this TV show that looks awful to me. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's got potential, because obviously uh, Apple TV is kind of starting their own little deal. Apple is kind of doing their own little Netflix, Amazon Prime type thing, and this is going to be their glamour show, if you will. So they're obviously spending some money to have Jennifer Aniston. You know, Reese Witherspoon's recently been on Big Little Lies on HBO. Steve Carell, who we all know from The Office. So they're they're definitely doing out some money. I'm curious to see how it'll do it's, it's Looks like it's going to be serious from the previews. You know, seeing yeah. those three, you think it might be funny, but yeah, it's it like starts out with Steve Carell's character being fired amidst like sexual misconduct scandals, kind of a la Matt Lauer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and so now is it going to be kind of they replace him with Reese Witherspoon? Is so. it kind of the relationship? The the Jennifer Aniston is that is she supposed to be the a la Katie Couric kind of thing, uh, opposite him amongst this sexual sexual scandal thing? It, it seems like she's going to kind of be the like, kind of like the the main person on the show, and he, of course, is going to feel betrayed because she didn't stand by him, and now she thinks that Reese Witherspoon's coming after her job. So, uh, it, it's got potential. I'm going to kind of try and temper my expectations for it, but we'll see how it goes. Like I said, you know, Apple's going to put some big money into it with those stars because there's just not enough of that stuff in real life. Worrying about real TV people exactly. having Me Too movements and NBC firing uh, Matt Lauer. And this stuff in the news every single day with the Epstein. Yeah, now let's do a TV show based on that stuff because there's just not enough of that stuff in real life every day on television. It's an outrage, Tony. Yes, it is an outrage. I'm glad you agree. It's an outrage. I have no... First of all, I'm not a Jennifer Aniston fan. Never have, and I actually ripped friends from day one. And now that she's a racist getting a dark tan in a magazine cover, I just want nothing to do with her. Well, I like Reese Witherspoon on Big Little Lies. So I'm curious to see how she does since she's moved on to another series. Obviously, Steve Carell was great in a lot of his movies, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, The Office. So, like I said, I'm curious to see how it'll do, but it's not like I'm waiting with anticipation for her. Does that make sense? I totally hear you. One last thing, and that, of course, is the whole uh, the Dave Chappelle uh, stuff where there's only like eight re- legitimate critics who reviewed his uh, stand-up on Netflix, and they hate it, but the rest of the people love it. What does that tell you? You know, it's, it's funny. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen some controversial stuff about it. But it seems basically like his fans love it. And, you know, like you said, the critics that are trying to be kind of PC are trying to pick at it and say they don't like it. But, you know, obviously in the end, you worry about what your fans like, right? You would think. I mean, isn't that what movies are about? Do they care what the. Listen, everybody's a critic. 
but and, you know, we see a lot of movie critics, but that's their job. And a lot of them are, you know, because they got to do this for a living, and they go into movie theaters every day, and so if they don't watch movies like fans do. They watch movies like critics do, which is to try to find something they don't like about it and maybe find something that they do like about it. So, again, I, do I look at new movie reviews? Yes. Do I base going to a movie on what the critic says? No, I base it on whether I'm interested in the, in the subject matter or the topic or not. And I think that's the way most fans are. But it's interesting how Chappelle, who was considered this edgy, great, everybody loves the guy because he speaks his mind comic 10, 15 years ago, now all of a sudden is offensive. I mean, it's just a joke. George Carlin's got to be rolling over in his grave watching all this crap go on. Tosh.0 cash. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yeah, you name it. The great comics who used to do this stuff and were seen as the, you know, you go way, way back. Mort Saul, go back to guys who had comedy and they were talking about real life and it was funny versus what we deal now with so many people upset about, how could Dave Chappelle talk like this now? What happened to him? You know what happened to him? Nothing. What happened is the people who watch that stuff are all of a sudden all screwed up and think that they have to think one way and not accept somebody for what they are. They want them to be the way they are, not the way he is. That's the problem. I could not agree with you more, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. You you see that Eddie Murphy, that there's talk that he's going to come back and do a a stand-up special for Netflix. He's going to get in the neighborhood of between 50 to $70 million for it. And they're bringing him back to host Saturday Night Live. He would get just killed today. And they're bringing him back to host Saturday Night Live for the first time in 50 years, which is an absolute joke that they haven't brought him back before. Yeah, the season finale, I believe it's in December when they're going to have him on. So big-time ratings time. Beautiful, man. Could you imagine... Could you imagine if he literally went there and just, and just did Raw all over again? <laughs> Could you imagine what would happen? Oh, I, I mean, hey, either of them, Delirious, too. Delirious, I believe, is where he's wearing the red and Raw. He had the purple. I mean, either yeah. of them today, he would just get killed for it by the, the critics. Social media would explode. Would Forget the critics. It would explode. Literally. Twitter would explode. Exactly. It might be what we need for social media to go away altogether. No, we need an asteroid. That's what we need. But I'm still positive. I you know guys, I got a y'all, y'all watch the uh, Jerry Seinfeld deal? Comedians and cars getting coffee? Yeah, yeah, I've seen I haven't seen it in a while, no. I've seen it, but not in a while. he had Eddie Murphy on recently. It was a really good episode. It was probably about 45 minutes long. Really good. Awesome. Jay Betzel, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear his podcast. We've seen that. Or as my friends would say, I've seen that. I've seen that. Or as the great <laughs> Large Marge once said, it was the scariest thing that was the worst I, I, I ever seen. Remember that in the movie, Pee-wee's, uh, <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I'm sure Jay's seen it. I'm pretty yes, sure sir. he's seen it. Large, we need to bring Large Marge back. It was the wor- What was the line again, Luigi? It was, it's the, it was the worst accident I, I ever seen. seen. Remember that scene, Robin? Yes. And then the greatest line of all time is, it's not for sale, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Betzel, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you, man. We'll see you next week. Jay Betzel, ladies and gentlemen. I love talking about this stuff. And he has great insider info. Yes, he does. And he, he's, not, he's not basically like a movie critic per se. He deals with entertainment. And, you know, when he, I asked him something and then one of our uh, folks on the Twitch stream says, how can you not have seen that? Nobody sees everything. No. There's all these TV shows that are coming up. You know, you see all the previews on TV. It's amazing how many shows get canceled because, you know, you're watching football 
Whether it's NBC, they always show, hey, coming up, these are the new shows, and you're like, I didn't even know the shows that they were on that got replaced by these shows I didn't watch. People were talking about, like, they're, they're still going home to watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, Grey's Anatomy's still on? It is? You haven't figured it out yet? Is Grey's Anatomy still on, Robin? But it's... By now, you should be an expert in anatomy. Like, seriously, you could be a doctor. You'd be a medical doctor right now for, instead of watching that show if you went to school instead. Exactly. Meanwhile. Falcone says, Luigi will be the first line to see the Wonder Woman movie. I said, I will absolutely not. I don't do the superhero flicks, man. I just don't. I'm, not, was, a big, I'm not a big fan of it. No. The, 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 movie, the movie, uh, actually, I, I lied. What I movie? I lied there because the next movie I will go see in a theater. And Wonder I Woman? Maybe, no, I see maybe <laughs> one a year is The Joker. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I don't care how dark, deep, and disturbing it is. I have, I have appreciation for people who can do that kind of acting and make it look beautiful at the same time. Seriously. It is, it's controlled chaos, and it's amazing. I am going to go see that movie. Go see it. I don't tell anybody yeah. what to see or not to see. I just give my opinion. Before that, what was the last movie you and I went to go see together? John Wick, John of Wick three. What, this is the last movie before before that. John, John Wick, Wick two. two. <laughs> exactly. So no, the only it. movies I've gone to the theater to see, the John Wick movies uh-huh. and the Deadpool movies. Oh, I saw. Right, Robin. That's it. We go Correct. see the Deadpool movies and the John Wick. Not because we don't like movies, but because we don't go out to the movies that much. No, I saw um, uh, the other one. I saw in, in the indie theater over there in um, the Ritz downtown. The Ritz was I went to see Free Solo. Really? Yeah. I hate to do it. Why wow, that movie was incredible, man! The guy who's who, Tony Bruno. I tried to watch that movie on ta- on cable, and even Robin, I couldn't get through the first twenty minutes of that movie. It was weird. Hey, I have um, breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Yes, we have Chris Mortensen that is going to come on as soon as he is done with a procedure. Oh, Mort. Yeah, um, he's going to come on and tell us all about. Okay, what's I thought going on. I thought you just showed me a message that he wasn't coming no, on. No, he is going to come on. He, uh, you know, that he's going through all this cancer stuff, and uh, he he wrote that he he has to do every single night some kind of a compression head, neck, and chest vest, and um, he has to do it for a certain amount every single time. And I wrote back going. Dude, we understand if you're tired. You don't need to No, carry- Mort's gone through a lot of health right, issues, right. Robin. And, and he's so, one of my great friends. Exactly. And we go way back to the beginning of ESPN Radio. And so he, I was like, you know, if, if you don't feel up to it tonight, don't worry about it. And he goes, I'm good with doing it. too many crazy things going on to be tired. So he's going to come on as soon as he's done with his procedure. Okay. Um, he, he wants to, it sounds like. And by the way, I, I, I've seen him lately. He looks great. You know, for a guy who's gone through all the problems when he had oh, health-wise. I mean, so many people go through many health issues, and then we see some, we lose people every day, and then we see Mort looking as good as ever now. So it'd be great to talk to him again and get the latest on what's going on around the NFL. And obviously the big story is the Raiders. And just when you thought the Raiders were able to put this thing back together again, once again they become dysfunctional. You know, because you look around the league, who have been the most dysfunctional teams? The Bengals. The Bengals, because they... Not because they're dysfunctional. The Browns, for the, sure. The, own, the ownership groups. It's usually ownership or front office problems more so than players. You know, ownership making bad draft picks. Well, in Cincinnati, was the players. The players had issues because they were getting arrests all over the day. Yeah, they had some issues. And then the fact that they, you know, they had a coach forever who couldn't win anything, and they kept behind him, and then they finally made a move, and now we'll see what happens with the Bengals. But, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns for a long time, even though the fan base is very rabid and very supportive, their organization's been a mess. The only thing that's been good in Cleveland for the Browns has been the fan base. They've, they've been the only thing that's been good. Because from top to bottom, from the office to the field, Tony, it's been a train wreck. 
for ten yeah. years. And and you know you can look at Detroit. You look at the the Niners. The Niners have been in. Well, they had the Garcia era for a little yeah. while, and then it kind of fell off. And because remember, well, most of these teams, like the Cowboys and the Niners, especially, you know, some of the elite, you know, legendary teams from back in the seventies and eighties. They've gone through a lot of flux. The, the Cowboys, remember Tom Landry, the only coach they ever had back in the day? And now the Cowboys have had a lot of coaching changes over the years. The Niners, obviously, recently, you know, having coaches last a year and then getting rid of guys. Yep. You know, you go, go down the list of all the different guys they brought in there. Mike people- Singletary. You know, you name the, the one-and-done coaches that they keep bringing in trying to hit the reset button. Uh, and people are, you know, people are chiming in. They're saying Tampa. They're saying the Lions. The Detroit Lions were hard. I mean, they went zero sixteen for God's sakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel, I feel bad for the Cleveland Brown fans because they're loyal fans and they show up no matter what. Uh, Duncan Dad saying the Jets. Now the Jets. The Jets is one that has been in absolute disarray for a long time. So ever yes. since Mark Sanchez yes. got there, that was it. And then they thought Geno Smith's going to be the second coming. That didn't work out. And now they got Sam Darnold. I mean, and with Josh McCown, he had that team getting ready to go into playoffs into the playoffs, Tony. And playoffs? Then, uh, yeah, and playoffs. And, uh, and that never came to fruition. Now he's backing up in Philadelphia. And I know you're not uh, high on your Cleveland Browns. I told you right now. I've, I've, not right now. I've been saying it for, for three months. I've been saying it. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win this division like everyone else thinks they're going to do. Because, again, Tony, it's not just the fact of it, it's, it's a good team that's going to take another step forward. They're going to be great. From top to bottom, coaching staff. Organization-wise, players, it's been a complete rebuild. You're talking about first and second and third-year third players. Yeah, but they've got talent now. they got talent. But and they know and they, have, they believe that they're a better team. You can believe all you want, but you know what you better believe? Is that all these coaches have now got a year worth of tape of course they on do. all these players. So you can actually now plan for Baker Mayfield. And two of the best defensive coordinators in the league live in that division, my friend. I understand that. I don't know what's going to happen. If I knew what was going to happen... I would just retire and then just make football we, picks how every about, week. How about we give the new coaching staff just a year before we all, we already claim they're going to be the champs of the Who division? said they were going to be champs? Everyone's already putting them I'm up. I'm not there. saying it. I'm saying I expect them to be a good team. I said expect the Cleveland Browns to be a good team. 2020-2021, that's the season. Why the can't Browns. they be a good team this year? I think they could be a good team, but they're not going to be this team that everyone's going to make the playoffs. I don't see anybody picking them to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, you better believe they are. They are. I'm seeing Kansas City. I'm seeing the Patriots. I'm seeing, uh, obviously, you look in the in New England, Pittsburgh, the Chargers. I think I don't think everybody's always up on the Chargers every year. What have they done to show you? The last two years they have been. They should be because their defense gotten. Extremely I understand bad. that, but what have they done? Have they even been in a Super Bowl in a long time? No. And I love the quarterback, and I love the fact Phillip that they've Rivers. got players. Philip Rivers is a guy who probably should have at least won one Super Bowl. He should have gotten a one at least. The yeah. problem is he had Brady in the way a long time. Exactly. But the point is, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, everybody thinks Miami's going to be the worst team because right now they look like they're going to be the worst team in football because they pretty much have gutted that franchise. They're the Miami Marlins of the NFL. Are they not? The Miami Marlin. Exactly. All I'm saying is, is that before we start putting, you know, we start crowning these guys the champions of the, you know, their division over there, just understand that you're expecting a lot of second and third year players to make a huge leap forward. And I believe I got to get off now and stop talking about the Cleveland Browns because uh, our buddy Mort is about to join us on the phone, Tony, which is huge because, again, working with you, I've had a credit to be able to talk to some of the greats alongside me. We co hosted with. Oh, wait, Robin's, Robin's on the line yeah. with him. We'll try to get him here in a second. So she's trying to figure out whether he should be on. We should have him on the cell. Or on his hotel because he's traveling. 
And we're going to try to pull him up right now. Sorry, we're efforting that. Well, Robin's efforting that right now. Robin, we're gonna, we have Chris. Okay, Ladies cool. and gentlemen, it is an honor and a privilege to speak with this man again. We go way, way back to the early 1990s at ESPN Radio and followed his career and been living through his uh, health issues. And I know you're still going through a lot of rehab and stuff, Mort, and I appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, i got to tell you, man, I see you on TV, and you're looking great, man. Thanks for coming on, Mort. Listen, it was, it's like a, a great pleasure to hear from you and, and come on with you, Tony, like old times. It's, uh, and just the fact that I'm able to actually come on is, is a better privilege. Absolutely. No. Even, even as I sit strapped to this weird vest and head and neck thing and chest, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really happy to, to be talking to you. Well, I am too, Morton. And as you know, it's a long time back in the day, every Saturday and Sunday nights on ESPN radio back in the beginning of the days. And, and so for, for people who don't know, if you'd like to talk about it, you are, you know, still doing a rehab thing. And you were telling Robin, our producer here, and my, uh, she's my everything, not just my producer, about what, uh, what you have to go through every day now to just stay healthy. Uh, uh, rehab, uh, let's, let's clarify, it's not alcohol or drug rehab. Let's clarify that these days. <laughs> oh. This is just, uh, you know, look, this next stage of my cancer journey, uh, you know, because what I had uh, went to my lungs, and so, and then, plus all the radiation and stuff you have, it kind of messed up my lymph, lymphatic system, so it doesn't drain properly. So every night, and sometimes in the morning, I get into this machine, this head, this chest, and head and neck thing, and it pumps my system for about 45 minutes, and and. And then I can sleep and swallow and sometimes talk better. Beautiful. And then you get stories about the Raiders and go on, and then you, you figure out, how am I going to sleep now <laughs> after going through all of the stuff I'm going through just to have a, 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 a productive life and a healthy life? Then i got to deal with Antonio Brown now a couple of days before the season starts. Well, and, and, and a fun life. I mean, it's like... Thank you for the diversion. But I'm like, everybody, this is like everybody is in this story. But what, what reporter in this country isn't in this story? And, and that's why, like, on Twitter, I keep going next, next, and the next day I know, you know, like, yeah, there's, like, trying to check on the reaction of the uh, YouTube video that uh, Antonio Brown dropped a little while ago, and I found out that Don Gruden wasn't upset that he was actually amused. And I actually think this yeah, and that's what we were talking because, you know, we've been following this, obviously, as everybody else has. And then it's just been such a seesaw the other day from, you know, first with the foot frozen in France and then coming back and then the helmet thing. And then everything seemed okay, comes back, works out, but then he misses a practice. He gets fined. He gets a letter from Mike Mayock, which obviously the, the, the general manager has a right to send to the guy to tell him what's going on and why he had to be fined as pursuant to his, his contract. And then he posts yeah. it. And then we find out, yes, of course, he's going to be suspended. I know Adam Schefter, uh, uh, your, your pot colleague at ESPN, was saying, yeah, it looks like he's going to be suspended. And then all of a sudden he, smits, he meets with Mike Mayock, and that gets ugly. And then it's going to be, oh, he's going to be suspended even more. And then his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, calls him right and tells him, hey, man, you you got to stop this stuff. You're going to cost yourself $30 million. I want you to pick it up from there more, because I think that that's probably what happened, right? After the Mayock thing and it became public of what he said to the general manager, who's still his boss, and then did his agent not have to get involved and tell him to do the apology and calm down if you want to keep playing and have a career? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's funny how Drew seems to 
get these kind of clients once in a while. <laughs> uh, Rosenhaus, I'm talking about. I thought it was I thought it was interesting that he happened to be available for the Clean It Up tour uh, on Monday uh, or Thursday. I'm sorry, Thursday night. Uh, and uh, at the same time, listen, it, the dynamics there with the Raiders. You know, we can figure out some of it. So Mike Mayock is the general manager in title. There's no question he's the general manager and. So Mike's, a, Mike's a, a football guy, and I have no doubt that he, he, this nonsense is driving him crazy. And, and we, we've seen him. When he walked out the one day on video and said, hey, the guy's not here, you know, and basically suggested, to, uh, suggested he's sending him a letter. And I think what they're doing is obvious. They're, they're documenting all these issues in case we, they uh, want to go back. You know, they, they haven't paid him any money yet, but get the guaranteed money out of there. In the meantime, we also know who's in charge of the Raiders. It's John Gruden. Yep. Right? Absolutely. John Gruden works for who when he had the job with the Raiders? He worked for the, the old Mark Davis. And he worked for Al Davis when the first go around, right? Exactly, yes. What was Al's model? Just win, baby. Just win, baby. And we got to go I, vertical. I wonder whether that's what we're watching unfold here with, with Mayock. Obviously being upset and documenting everything, which you have to do, you know, by the collective bargaining agreement if you're going to eventually, you know, try to have somebody forfeit their guaranteed money or anything else as you document everything. And uh, that feels like they're documenting it. But on the other hand, I think Groot's saying, hey, we got we got to play football. We've got to win a football game. And this guy's a pretty good football player. And we'll see what, I mean, we'll see what the rest of the night brings and the ball brings, but I know, I know something's coming. I just don't know what. We're talking with Chris Mortensen, the great ESPN NFL analyst from way, way back in the day. And, and again, it seems to change by the hour because earlier today it seemed like, well, John Gruden said he's going to play. So then we're thinking, all right, well, he threw Mike Mayock uh, doesn't have any power anymore. The coach overruled the general manager who was going to presumably suspend him for at least one game on Monday Night Football. Then the coach comes out and says, uh, no, no, he's here and he's going to play. And then the video drops, and then you report accurately with your sources that John Gruden was okay with that video where, where Antonio Bryant basically questions the coach and then plays the victim again. So what's going to happen? Is there any way he could play on Monday night? Not just well, in the court of public opinion, but as far as putting this whole thing and making sense of it, because the fans just want to watch games, they want to bet on games, they want to play fantasy. But where does this thing go next? Is he going to play or not play? What, what do you do if you're the Raiders organization? When I go to bed tonight, unless something happens between you know us talking and, and an hour and a half from now, I'm assuming he's going to play Monday night. And then we'll see what the morning brings. Uh, in the afternoon, you know, Ed Warder has reported tonight too that he, he had been fined again by Mayock, uh, and so, you know, I there's a part of me that says this this video did not blindside John Gruden. There's a, a based off you know, what I can gather that there's a story behind this video that we 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 don't know yet, or, or I don't know yet. And I'm, I'm assuming what the next chapter will be well, the next chapter, whenever that. Whenever they have falls, but something tells me that Gruden's in on this one. Yeah, it's bizarre. We've seen a lot of bizarre things. You and I, and you, know, you and I, go back, and obviously you've covered football for a long, long time. And we remember the Al Davis overhead projector Lane Kiffin news yeah, conference. Yeah, I, I was a professional liar, but I got the story right. Five minutes before we fired him. That was one of the great things. He was one of the great things. Even though I must say, 
even though Al and I had rough times, I mean, I tried to tell people, look, he's done a lot more for pro football than I ever had. No, it's it's it, no. Al Davis was a legend, and I and I, I got a chance to work out there with the Raiders for a couple of years doing their pregame show with Bill Romanowski and the gang, and so yeah. I, everybody knows about Al Davis's history. But the thing is, you've seen a lot of crazy diva receivers, and there's no doubt it's the most diva position in any sports wide receiver. Did you ever think, despite the problems that we saw come up in Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown, that it would ever get to this point with this guy? I guess I should have. I, I almost feel kind of stupid for not seeing it come. I mean, listen, when he, when he, when he went live, Facebook Live, right? Mm-hmm. With, with post-game celebration and Mike Tomlin in the locker room and they're getting ready to play the Patriots the next week and Tomlin is being oh he's being, he's being Mike Tomlin the coach and he's basically saying let's go let's go kick those a-holes or whatever he calls them and, it, and it's being put out over Facebook live I mean if he was doing that then we should we shouldn't be surprised by anything and and the Raiders knew when they were getting him that that they were getting some of this I let's face it I mean so I, I, I do believe that John, having been under Al Davis, kind of the message there was, hey, just play football, just win. And this is a heck of a football player. Are you willing to put up with all the nonsense? The dynamics of Mike Mayock, as general manager, and John Gruden, as coach, and really team president, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, can't wait for the, I can't wait to see what happens next. You know, when, when, just looking at this from a distance, is Mike Mayock going to be the fall guy here? I mean, he's the general manager, Morton. You know him. I know him. He's a guy here from the Philly area. Everybody loves yeah. him, respects his knowledge. Doesn't he right. look like just a puppet now? I mean, well, is, he, is he going to be able to survive this and say, hey, you know what? This isn't what I signed up for to be the general manager of the Raiders? Well, listen, if Mike came out tomorrow or next day and said that, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I have no knowledge of that. But, yeah, the Mike Mayock that you and I know, you know, he, he's a serious football guy. And, and I'm not saying John Gruden isn't a serious football guy. They just may have different perspectives on, on how these things go down. I mean, you know, Gruden's coached some crazy players in his life. I mean, his, his Super Bowl team in Tampa Bay had some interesting characters, right? Uh, yeah. You know, and so, uh, you know, different perspectives. And, Mike, uh, I, what you said, like, I, I didn't sign up for this, uh, you know, that sounds like something Mike could very well say one day. But, you know, Mike's also probably getting paid pretty good money by the Raiders. And so you don't just up and quit without without negotiating a buyout. But I don't even know. That's you and me just talking out loud as friends. Now, what is his buyout now? Do you know what Mike Mayock's buyout is if he decides to quit <laughs> as the general manager of the Raiders, more? Why don't, you, why don't you just make it up, make it up and call yourself a source? <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to do that. There's too many of that stuff. There's too much of that I, stuff I, on the I internet. Have no, I have no knowledge of, of any buyout, but, but I mean, you know, like if, if Mayock said, hey, this isn't what I signed up for and, 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 uh, and, want, and wanted to quit, well, you'd be quitting and you wouldn't be getting paid for your contract. So, you know, Mike, Mike's making a living and, and uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how things play out, but that's, it just feels like I—I I don't think John Gruden wanted hard knocks. Now I'm really speaking out on a limb. I don't think Gruden wanted hard knocks, and it's almost to me like now the hard knocks is over with. They're, they're, they're creating a, their own platform of hard knocks and, and, and showing them how how it should be done. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't get that either. But you know, the interesting thing though, Mort, despite all that drama that we've all been reading about, about the foot and everything else, on those episodes of Hard Knocks, we didn't see a lot of that stuff because people want the juicy stuff. They want the dirt. But what I've seen of it, you didn't see a lot about the foot. You didn't see a lot about the helmet. Because it was just basically everyday stuff. You know, it's not or it's not rehearsed television. It's just cameras following around guys in training camp hoping to catch a moment or two of things. But guys don't normally air that kind of stuff at Dirty Laundry when cameras are rolling around in privacy, do they? No, and, and I don't know that, you know, hey, NFL Films is right there near where you are. So, I mean, it would be interesting to know, like, and I probably should know this, but there's some details about Hard Knocks. Where I, I know the coach has some final say on, 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 uh, on episodes that are shown. It's not part uh, branch, you know, like even Hugh Jackson had to approve that video when the Browns did it, when he was in the in the coach's room, uh, acting like, you know, Caesar. So, I don't know. Chris Mortensen, Mike Mayock did not speak to reporters today on Friday. We'll find out whether he speaks to reporters on Sunday. And we still have Monday night, the last game of the weekend, of weekend number one, more to even get to the point where we're going to find out if what the hell happens next. Well, I, I don't know. I, I did reach out to uh, Mike uh, tonight as well, and he just he, he said he couldn't talk about it, which was I understood at least he answered, and uh, that was it. So we'll, yeah, like I said, hey, listen, you know, let's face it, we're at ESPN. I, I would I, I would imagine we're loving it as long as. Antonio will do something like Monday night. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, do, I'll ask you for educated guess, Mort, because we're both guessing right now. Yeah, Does Antonio I, Brown play on Monday Night Football? I'm going to guess yes. What are you going to guess? I, I think so, too. Yeah. And you know who cares the most about that? The fantasy football players and the gamblers who keep changing the line in Las Vegas every three hours not knowing what the heck's going to happen in the game. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to tell a little secret. I'm probably not supposed to. I'll probably get fined for it. But, you know, we have the, our own ESPN Fantasy League, the 16-team league. Rex Lyon is in it. And he, 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 he's a big defender of Antonio Brown. And I'm not saying he drafted Antonio Brown in our fantasy draft Wednesday night, but he drafted Antonio Brown. And today he was being critical of Antonio Brown. He said he's given up on him. But now that he's back playing Monday night, he's back in Rex Lyon's lineup. <laughs> well, that's that's what fan, that's what fantasy players do. It's, yeah, it, it makes everybody crazy. That's why I put out some stupid poll about you know, are you interested in this because you love football, fantasy, or you're just bored. I think bored was winning the poll. I haven't looked lately. <laughs> <laughs> no, bored was watching that Bears Packers game last night in Chicago. Oh, no, that, was, that, was, well, that was the first official preseason game. You know that exactly. Mort, it's great to talk to you again, my friend. I haven't talked to you in a long time, and uh, I'm glad everything's going well. And best of luck to you, and stay healthy, my friend. And uh, I'm so I'm so glad glad that you're a friend, and I'm so proud that you came on tonight and shared some information with us. Uh, Tony, thanks for calling. Thanks for reaching out. I had a good time. Thank you, you, Mort. There he is, the great Chris Mortensen, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together right now. Robin, I should have thanked Mort. I can put the mics back on now, Robin. 
I see, tried to, he had already hung see, up. The, the problem that Rex Ryan is having is the same as other fans. You know, they're kind of pot committed at this point because he took, he took Antonio Brown. With I his know. First I pick. mean, that's, that, that's the, to me, that's the most bizarre whole part of this whole debacle is well, you got gambling people in Vegas trying to set the line, and the line is changing hourly because at one minute he's going to play, and the next minute he's not going to play, and then now nobody knows again. So what's the line going to be? It's Denver minus one. And then you got the fantasy people. Because remember, when you were doing your fantasy draft a couple of Saturday nights ago, that's the night Andrew Luck walked away, even though Andrew Luck had been drafted by pretty much anybody who was doing their fantasy pick. And then, boom, at the end of the draft, Andrew Luck, out of nowhere, decides he's not going to play anymore. And A.B. went eighth in that draft, I believe. So and so, it- so two of the biggest names, and we're not talking about fringe players here. We're talking about one of the best receivers in the NFL and one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL who was supposed to come back this year. So you want to talk – I don't remember. And, again, I'm not a fantasy player, but I understand who the valuable players are. Has there ever been a draft this close to the start of a season where you have two of the main players coming into the league, both in limbo, one of them obviously gone on his own accord, and another one who's hanging in the balance? No, but you got really close last year with Le'Veon Bell. Even though Le'Veon Bell – I, I, some people – people were taking him number one in their drafts. And I'm not trying to like toot my own horn by saying this, but I told her, I said, listen, if there's one guy who's going to sit out the whole year, it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. And he did. He sat out the whole entire year. And people, now- thought that, that people thought that Dak Prescott, not Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott was going to do the same thing. And I've been saying all along, no, why Zeke would signed. he do that? No, no, I said Zeke signed. I know he signed, but I'm saying there are people who thought he was willing to sit out a season. No. And I don't, I don't think anybody did. And he didn't either when he went to, to Cabo. Well, he the, knew he was going to come back and play. The thing that was strange about Zeke, well, that was, I don't want to say strange, that was different from Zeke and Le'Veon Bell's situation is that Le'Veon Bell was on the final year of his contract. Okay? Zeke had two years left. But they still had contracts. They were but still they holding still, yeah, but out. Two, they, but one year to, 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 rip no. up a, to rip up a deal that was, that's only one year left is a little easier to do and redo than when you still have control of a guy for two years. And as an owner to go, I want to give up control for two more years. Here's the thing. So while you were on, while you were on, um, on, on the phone over there talking to, to Morton, people were, were, were chiming in saying how great of an interview it was. I was kind of doing some, some research work on, on social media and things that were being said about what happened with this tape being released. And a lot of people are saying, and I was saying this to Robin and, and to you, is that if, if Antonio Brown plays, you might as well just, you might as well just hand – Mike Mayock's going to be handing his resignation. There's no way he's not going to resign by the, by, by the, by the trade deadline. No and the way. fact that he's not talking, and again, no he, you heard Chris Mortensen say that he called Mike Mayock yeah. because that's what great reporters do, and he said he didn't want to say anything tonight. And Mike Mayock is a guy who doesn't shy away. He, he's not a guy who goes out and calls reporters right. and say, hey, I got this. He's not a leak. He no, doesn't answer. And he did no things, yeah. not exactly. only that, but he did things according to procedure. And exactly. And he did, you know, the, the letter was not, that he sent to Antonio Brown was not nasty. It was actually saying, hey, look, this is what we got to do. So the fact that Antonio Brown escalated it, it really puts Mayock in an unfortunate position. And then the fact that this all is now going on after the apology, and it's like, okay, I apologize. This is, this is what it sounds like. Okay, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. That's what it yeah, sounds you know, But. Remember, no. Gruden's head is on the hook, too, here. I know he's got a long-term deal, and I agree with Mort. He's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's running the Raiders. Oh, of course. No There's doubt no, about, doubt, about no doubt about it. And it's, it's shocking because it's not like Mike Mayock 
is one of the guys Jerry Jones would hire over the years, just a puppet to go in there and listen to what he says. Mike Mayock is a proven NFL guy. You could hire anyone to go in there and do what Mike Mayock's been doing right now. But you don't hire a guy like Mike Mayock to not be Mike Mayock when you're in the race. That's the problem. Yeah, and that's the difference between what Jerry Jones had been doing over the years, you know, having his son and him being the general manager, and then everybody has to answer to him, even the coach, and he calls down from the box when he doesn't like a play. Mike Mayock's not that kind of guy. Oh, hell no. And so Mike Mayock came in, ran the draft, which is what he's good at, and he and Gruden got along. They both were broadcasters turned, you know, players turned broadcasters turned coaches. And so that's the thing that's weird about this is that there's no doubt that, Jay, that John Gruden has to prove something this year. Because yes. remember, Gruden was the guy last year who made all those trades when he traded away his best receiver and he, he traded, traded away, away his best defensive player, right? He didn't just trade away the, his best defensive player. He traded away arguably the best defensive player in the league. But the point is that was on him. He's the one who made those decisions. Oh, yeah. Jan Grand Gruden made those decisions. Oh, look, he took a team that was already a playoff-ish caliber team, right? But that was getting ready to make a big, huge move to Las Vegas. So you're going to – he still had to be – he had to be relevant. He couldn't just fall off completely. The, the, he exactly. He wasn't going to go take a job, you know, as a, at another network. Right. You know, he was set. He could have worked anywhere he wanted as a broadcast. Right. He, had a, he, had a, he had a decent roster going, right? Mm-hmm. He had, again, an ownership group that has all the money in the world. They're getting ready to move over to a new place. He's going to give him everything he needs. He's getting paid a ton of dollars. It's, it's where he made his bones, right? Storied organization. No, everything was falling in line. But then when you go out there and do what you do as John Gruden in year one and, and rock the boat the way he did. And then you bring in Mayock because yes, he's a football and, guy who can help you with the draft. Right. Instead of just being a coach that's, and GM. That's the thing. When you go ahead and you make the moves like you did, and you trade away Amari Cooper, which, whatever, I, I get it with Amari Cooper. But you get a first-round pick for him, and you trade away Khalil Mack, who's arguably the best defensive player in the league, right? at least the linebacker-wise, right? So you have those number ones coming in. You go, what the hell is he doing? And people are wondering, what is he doing? So what does he do? He goes out there and gets one of the best draft guys you could possibly get in Mike Matt to go run your draft room with yep. alongside of him. Exactly. Give him that extra name and give him some clout and some, uh, again, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know, a helping hand to run the ship, and then you go and throw him under the bus like this? It's not good, man. It's just not good. By the way, people are asking if that's a porn we have on our other TV where the Phillies game was. No, it's, it's a kid's show. It's Universal Kids. We're not oh, running any porn? porn in here. I'm trying to find that stinking Boise State game. Is hey, that on? Just like the great Mitch Hedberg once said, every kid is a children's book if the kid can read. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Meanwhile, we're going to have some uh, – going to give some picks this weekend. You give some picks. I gave you a pick on yesterday. Luigi gave it to you earlier in the week. It's on ESPN, too. That's a problem. I can't find Can you find that on there for me? I don't even know what channel it's on. On stinking uh, Fios. It's on the Ocho. Hey, yeah, but I don't know what channel that is number-wise. And, and, again, they, they get off of this thing. But And my final words on this is that – and, again, Chris Mortensen could be right, and he probably is right that Antonio Brown will play on Monday night. Yes. Because, again – Gruden is the one running everything. Yeah. But I do. I, I will say flat out that if, if Antonio Brown plays Monday night, Mike Mayock will not be the GM through the rest of the season. He will not. He I, I tend to agree with you. He now, it, it, there's also ways that it could be resolved where Mike Mayock. Oh, I don't, it, I, I don't yeah, know, I think, man. I think it, I no, think, I think you can. You can you, obviously can resolve everything. But my point is, if, if he does play and then Mike Mayock says, listen, Channel you know, I did find him again. I did find him again. And... 
We're going to talk about it. And so I'm not going to tolerate your crap today Correct. the next time something happens. If that doesn't happen, if, that does, if it happens, something else happens again and he defies the front office and the general manager and he doesn't get suspended, then you're right. Mike Mayak is gone. Right, or John Gruden step up and go, your ass has got to sit down. If, if John Gruden doesn't take the, take the defense of, the, of, of his general manager at some point with the way Antonio Brown's been acting, it's not like been, it's not been like little kid stuff. I mean, this is serious things yeah. he's been yeah. doing. Absolutely. And again, the stuff with John Gruden, as I'm seeing on social media too, is a lot of people are saying that, that that audio from John Gruden actually made Gruden look like a good guy. He's like, come on, man, what are we doing? Can we just play some football? He did. He, like, made, he was really trying to give him the, the whole thing. The thing that was man. dumb is that if you're Antonio Brown, you're releasing that video which makes you look like you're trying to play the victim. Correct. You're not getting any more props in the court of public opinion. No, Gruden That's what I mean. Straw. He was like, look, man, can, can, we just get, can we just play some damn football? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you want, do you want to be a Raider? Like, he's asking, like, he looks like a man who's just going, like, look, enough of this. Can we please just get down to business here? And, and again, Antonio Brown seems to be hell-bent on proving his points, whatever they may be. No, I agree. It's, it's a and weird it's, story it, because it, it, I've seen a lot of stuff. Mort's seen a lot of crazy stuff. By the way, Boise State leaves Marshall 14-7. Oh, God, That's that still field. the score on the Smurf turf up there in Boise. I don't know. It just hurts oh, your eyes missed, to look at it. I miss the old days of Kellamore being in Boise. You could just take Boise and the over, go to sleep, wake up the next morning. <laughs> Set and it and, and forget it. Take and the, those blue uniforms on the blue Smurf field. It's a Smurf turf, Robin. Come on, Smurf get it right turf. here. But it just it hurts your eyes. But at least they're not wearing all those dumb Oregon uniforms. At least Boise stays... Up. Boise stays true to the blue. Well, when you own Nike, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much do whatever you want. Dean's over here giving his, his two stone-cold lead pipe college locks. Maryland. Wait, Dean, why don't you call in here right now? I want Dean. Dean used to be the dean of college football. He did. He still is. He still nah, is. He, he says he is. And then he, say, he showed me his, his picks. He's in this league with all these other douches who pick football. You know, people like me. Yeah. Except not, not in his league. He had the Bears last night. He had the Bears. Of course he did. And then he's going to tell me. He's going to give me crap about my picks. No, but I'll, I'll give you- I need some damn college locks now. Because yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not paying a lot of attention to the college boys. I don't at all. Not because I hate college football. I just got two. I got pregame shows to do on the do, NFL. Man. I got shit to do. I got to worry about the NFL, which is hard enough. You think I'm going to be able to follow college football where guys leave every year? Try following just Antonio Brown for God's sake. Yeah, sexual. I can't even follow him. Seriously. Follow 84. That's hard enough, Tone. AB84, baby. By the way, Wake beat Rice tonight, 41 to 21. Were they woke, though, during the whole Yes, time? they were. Wake, wake was woke. <laughs> wake was and they woke. fried the rice. It was rice. fried rice. Fried rice. Fried rice. Put a little uh, veg- scrambled like egg veg- in there. I like a little veggie fried peas. rice. You like peas in your fried rice? I do. Robin, what do you like in your fried rice? You got a little carrots, right? They got a really diced carrots tiny, in there. Tiny, tiny. A little bit of onion. Tiny diced carrots. Don't forget the egg. little onion. And then, no, you got to put the scrambled egg in there. Yeah, yeah, the right? the scrambled egg. Yep. Fried rice. You like a little shrimp fried rice, Tony? I like shrimp fried rice. I don't want beef in there, though. I hate beef. No, I don't like the beef fried rice. I don't like because, you know, the meat looks like it's, it's well, like normally, human flesh. Normally, there's a little bit of chicken or pork. Yeah, a little pork in there, but not big pieces of pork. No, no tiny, tiny. I, want tiny. Like I don't like... do with the pancetta. Just it's to like render when I, it down a little bit, get a little flavor. Yeah. Exactly. It's like when I order pad thai noodles with chicken. Some places put the, the chicken's too big. Well, Tony, you, know, you can't have a big piece of chicken in there. Uh, sometimes it may be good, or sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Hey, you can take a chance, Tony. You take a chance. Now, Dean. In some Chinese place, you hope it's chicken that you're You getting. owe you me. Hope. You owe me, Dean. You need to call in right now at 
462 Tony. 215 46. I'm going to put to put you in the national spotlight again. I wanted you to prove yourself as the dean of college football. I want winners. I want winners and I want them now. Yeah. Dean, I'm trying to start my E-Trade account, man. So I need, <laughs> I need some freaking winners. Man. I'm putting off uh, buying my Apple Watch so I can buy some stock in that damn thing you buy Apple Watch. You know why also? Straight cash, homie. And you know why? Lead pipe locks, baby. Locks. Dean, Dean knows his stuff. When it comes to college, no, he does. Dean He's a college football guru. I'm, I give him that luck. Now, Trevor from 203 says, I bet Dean's crying about the Red Sox right now. He's been crying about the Red Sox all goddamn season. I don't, don't you blame him? Hey, Tony, we have not gone to Florida at all tonight yet. Let's go to Florida Should because we, we still have Four to get Four minutes his... left in the program. We're going to go to Florida? We may well, have to go a little overtime Since tonight. Dean's not calling in, we should go down to Florida. <laughs> Demeco 215 that <laughs> Dean's in the middle of taking his Geritol. Wasn't everything brought to you by Geritol yeah. in the 50s? And the Do 60s? they still make Geritol? Why the hell I think so. Let me check. Who the hell uses Geritol? You got so many other. You got gas station dick pills that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Well, what was Geritol good for? It was like a, a iron poor blood. It's still Remember back in the day? Yeah, it was they still make Geritol. Iron poor blood. You know what? They sell it at CVS. They sell that. Robin, are you reading from my phone right now? Literally, they. Geritol. Geritol. Available at CVS. I have a dollar off coupon for you if you like it right now. Isn't it for iron yeah. poor blood? I remember the slogan. Use code Bodehealth. Vitamin Dude. B and iron. Iron. Hang you got some water. iron in there. Geritol, liquid high potency. Geritol, according to M. Johnson, who? Geritol is used by the same folks that still smoke Luckies. Speaking of smoking. more of these, we walk around and some vitamin D. Tony, speaking of smoking. Yes, we, we got a vape update. We got to do this vape. I've been trying to tell people that vaping is bad shit. It's horrible. It's bad. Oh, I heard about this. People are dying from vaping now. And here's the thing about and now you know, I'm a former cigarette smoker. Me too. And the story that I saw today about the vaping stuff, and again, it's not all vaping, but here's the thing. It's like athletes who take supplements without knowing what's in them. Right? And you hear these play, these baseball, football players, you know, I didn't know, man. It was over the counter. My my trainer gave me this shit. Right. And then you find out they take, they flunk a test because there's there's stuff Your in there bench that's just on the bench. Sixty pounds, Chico, in two weeks. Exactly. Hey, trust me. So vaping, people. Well, it's, just, it's not as bad as cigarette smoking because people die of cancer. People don't die of cancer for smoking cigarettes for one year. No. I smoked cigarettes from age eleven to like age forty something, and then I stopped smoking. And guess what? My lungs have cleared out, and I'm not going to die from lung cancer because of cigarettes, tar, and all the other things that happen. Because when you stop smoking cigarettes. Your lungs eventually clear up and go back to normal. I can give you the update exactly what they do. Well, no, no, we're going to do that because the argument now is, and this, now this is proven science. Right. This isn't some made-up bullshit because I'm a former smoker. This isn't me trying to scare people. This is the Center for Disease Control yeah, no, in it's, Atlanta. It's, it's Let's scary. go to the vaping desk and a woman who used to smoke them when she had them. And a woman who had a fine cigar with a nice little cognac, a little cavassier on given nights. No, I mean, I'm, I'm an ex-smoker as well. With your correspondent, Miss Robin. A little port wine. So, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. Today, you down with CDC? You know me, too. This, um, today came out and are discouraging people from using e-cigarettes as it is now investigating 450 possible cases of lung disease linked to vaping and in indiana they reported its very first vaping related death 
today, following similar fatalities in Illinois and in Oregon. So there have been three deaths. Yes. There's one kid here in the Philadelphia area. Correct. Is it, a final now? It is a final. The oh, Boise not, State in your Mountain West tonight. Is it Boise State? Are they the bison? By the way, Justin Healy checks in and goes, is this Luigi? It's, it's been a great show so far. So he's been, Thank you, he's Justin. Been, I hope you're feeling on. better down yeah, there, brother. I hope you're feeling better, better down there. 14-7, Boise Literally State. Literally got under where he had the surgery. Boise State goes to 2-0. They beat the thundering herd of Marshall. I bet you they didn't cover. What was the number no in way. that game? No way. They had to be a bigger number over, over Boise's over Marshall, right? Well, yeah. All right. So anyway, let's get back to the vaping desk yeah, in your so correspondence. There's, there's a kid here in uh, Pennsylvania that um, he's he's, he's in, a in coma. Broomall. He's, he's in, in a coma. He's in, in a coma. Yeah, he, and he is now um, on the waiting list to get both of his lungs re, uh, removed. He has to have trans- his lungs. He has to have a double lung transplant because of what's going on, and it's an additive that. So far, they're saying that they're only seeing this particular thing happening with e-cigarettes specifically used to for CBD oils. Correct. And so, everybody's all, you know, everybody's right. not giving everybody CBD oils. And what they're saying, and a lot of the people who buy these cartridges that go in these vape pens uh-huh. are buying them off the street. So they don't even right. know what's in it. Yeah. So you're going to take something that you bought off the street, and then you're going to inhale it into your lungs, not knowing, and you know what the problem is? CBD is oil. And guess what's bad to have going into your lungs? Oil. Oil coating the inside of your lungs. Yeah, I mean, that's why tar. Exactly. Because that is an uh, oil base as well. The the officials are saying that it's unclear what exactly is causing the illnesses, but every single case appears to involve vape products containing THC. So it's the Um, THC, which which obviously is the part... That everybody thinks is beneficial. Not TLC. Not TLC. No. And, and it's, it has a byproduct that is some kind of an E-vitamin, right? Yeah, it's like an e, it, there's a certain part of the E-vitamins that coats your lungs yeah. and causes this, this respiratory distress to the point where people are now in the hospital with seriously damaged lungs yeah. in, in medically induced comas. So it's the vitamin E. This is a 19-year-old kid in Broomall. That is, that is one of the pieces of the puzzle. And they said that until they figure out exactly what is causing this, they are advising people not to use the e-cigarettes. You see how much they vape, though? Like how much they're sucking in, how much smoke is coming out? But yeah. they're, they're the big vape pipes that you see that make these no, massive clouds. And thing. then the little cigarettes don't make as much. No. They don't make as much. But the big ones do. The, the bottom line is this. Oh, Michigan yeah. is already, California is pretty much banning everything. But Michigan has banned flavored cigarettes because the kids that are smoking these flavored cigarettes are taking in flavors because it tastes good. Sure. But they're also taking in chemicals that are bad for them and they're getting addicted because there's nicotine in it. Just do edibles, man. It's easier. Safer. But the whole thing that vaping is not bad for you and it's good for you and it's much better and safe. The same arguments about drugs. Dude, well, smoking than- weed's not as bad as getting as drinking. Bullshit. They're both bad for you. Look, if you're getting high. Anything going into your lungs, aside from oxygen, now, is bad for you. Well, Even that's I mean, it, questionable it, depending I mean, on where you get I it. I actually quit smoking by using an electronic cigarette, but it didn't, it didn't have all the stuff that added to it. I just used a straight... Uh, it didn't have any of the oils in it. So I think that there's a lot of additives that are going into them now 
that are not healthy, and if you don't know what's in there, exactly. don't do it. Are you going to just smoke something because somebody gave you yeah. a vape pipe that, CBD, that you bought off the street? Well, and here's you're the buying other shit thing. off the street, here's and then you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to take it and, and inhale it into my lungs. Here's the other thing that a lot of people don't take into account. Um, the, there are, the ones that you purchase in the stores... The, the e-cigarettes that are for nicotine, those are regulated because they're actually made by the cigarette companies, whereas the CBD stuff, it's just made by Everybody's selling CBDs. You no, can buy them like, in a street corner. You can buy them all, You can go into a Wawa. But it's not seven, regulated because it's made by somebody on the corner exactly, in the back office. Exactly. Hey, uh, we were going to go down to Florida, which we still will, but we're also having coming, Florida coming to us, the fabulous dean. Let's go to the man who is the dean of college football. As I used to call... The great Bino Cook, every Saturday night on ESPN Radio, the Pope of college football. Dean's not quite the Pope, but he is the Dean of college football, and he has a couple of plays for your Saturday. Yo, did what was the line on the Boise State game tonight? They obviously didn't cover, right? I didn't. I didn't look at that game. Dude, <laughs> are you awake? Are you smoking, or were you high tonight? No, I'm not high. My fingers hurt. What is this? You're, going you're on? real is... mellow, Dean. I know this. Uh, are you chilling, man? Are you uh, you like chilling tonight or what, man? You drinking some red yeah, wine? You're... Yeah, Dean. You've been putting me to sleep. Dean texted me earlier. He's popping some some ninety ones, man. Ninety ones. Yeah, what the hell's a ninety one? He's popping some bottles. What are you drinking tonight, Dean? Uh, I just picked up some bottle of quilt. Quilt? Yeah, quilt. Yeah. Is that Irish shit? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not Irish. That's what the Scots wear, right? The quilts. Oh, no, those are kilts. It's, it's, it's a California cab. <laughs> quilts are what you put on the bed. Exactly. Oh, no, it's what you put in your cup and drink. Meanwhile, you drinking 91 proof white claw? Is that what it is? <laughs> Glenn Livid right on top. Dean is baked. That's what people say. I'm going to get you high. Exactly. Dean. You got the, where's the little, uh. Well, it's Friday, and you ain't got shit to do. Exactly <laughs> right, man. <laughs> I've never, I, seriously, Dean, I've known you forever. I've never heard you this chilled. And by the way, I will send you this VSIN shirt. I'm going to send it to you. Right off, straight off Right off, off my back. back. It's got, it smells like body odor. It smells what like meats and cheeses. I think it's XL. It might be a little big, but I'll no, no, it. this is this isn't. No, I think this is a large. It, I think it's a large because it's, it's a schmedium on me because it's tight on me because I've been benching. <laughs> yeah, you've been <laughs> benched. <laughs> yeah, you've been benched. <laughs> <laughs> More like beach. <laughs> you know I mean? right I've been working out, man. Yeah, you've been working. I've out. been working hard. Bro. <laughs> you've been working hard. <laughs> <laughs> you probably haven't worked out. You ha- probably haven't worked out since you walked around Washington. Bullshit. Robin and I walked every single day. That's what he's talking about. All the way around. I just walked New York City, Washington, D.C., Maryland. I've been everywhere. Everywhere, man. man. (laughs) Everywhere. He gives a damn locks. Let him do his locks. Wait, I got to give him some college football. Wait, let me give you some college football music to make this uh, this segment official. We can't be doing this shit with no musical accompaniment. I'm going to give you some college football music. How about that, Dean? You ready? All right, I'm going to give you two quick picks. How great is the CBS College Football music? It's all right. You like it? Your Maryland, your Maryland turf coming off a seventy-nine to nothing victory over Sisters of the Poor Howard 
going up against the 20, like what, 5th rank, 23rd rank Syracuse Orange men. Yes. Vegas has Maryland as a like a one and a half point favorite. And so you need to say to yourself, why would a ranked team be an underdog to a non-ranked team? You would think the ranked team would be favorite. That's just screaming, jump on Maryland. Syracuse's quarterback threw two picks against Liberty. Liberty! Liberty. So I can just imagine what Maryland's going to do them. So that's my first lock. Well, so you're going to take them. You jumped on the Maryland Terrapins who beat a school that is known for band practice, not football, Howard University. Great yeah, band, man. bad football. Syracuse, Syracuse beat on the high school team of Liberty where the coach was laying on a bed from the hospital up in the booth. I saw that. He was up in the booth in the bed. Exactly. And then my second selection will be your USC Trojans. Minus one and a half points against your Stanford Cardinals. That's one of them crappy Pac-12 games. You got to go with just the, the money is telling you, the line is telling you where to go, boys. Vegas is, doesn't make ranked teams underdogs. And when they do, you need to jump on those. There it is. And those are two pretty small spreads because in college you're usually like, I'm going to lay 34 and a half and go with Alabama. <laughs> right. yeah, i got to sweat this 53-point favorite out of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Maryland dropped 79 and now they're only favored by a point and a half. But that's up in Syracuse in the Dome, and Carrier Dome, isn't it? Uh, no, I think it's in Maryland. Is it in Maryland? Yeah. Now, listen, I, got, I see a little comment on here by S. Falcon 39. Yes. Why Why only two picks? Why? S. Falcon, let me tell you, that's why my bankroll at the end of the year is fat, and then other people are picking it between 40 and 52%. Don't bet four, five, six, seven, eight games. Pick two or three solid plays throughout the year, and your odds just increase immensely. I'd rather bet 500 on three games than 100 on nine games. It's just people that they don't understand. Unless you're me and you go to Vegas and you hit that 10-team teaser, Paul. You hit that 10-team teaser. Dean's right, though. You look at 10 games. You don't don't bet 10 games. You find find two, three games you really like. You hammer those games. Exactly. You're absolutely right, Dean. Unless you go to Vegas and you're like me, because before you could bet everywhere, you go to Vegas and you see those teaser cards and you go up to the window and you're looking and you're saying, damn. And you get great odds because the spreads are just so crazy. And I've hit those 10 teasers. Yeah, no, teasers. I have no problem with doing teasers, but I'm talking individual to lay 100 bucks on. Straight yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you know, you get, you get people that, you know, say, oh, give out selection. They give you nine picks. Well, I'm sorry. Your odds are going to be right around that 50% of picking winners. I'll take my three games every week that I bet, and I come out on top almost every single year. So that's why, as Falcon, it's only two games, because I don't bet my brain out and make stupid wages just because two teams that everybody and their mother likes. It's got to be two games that I looked at, studied, and come up with a pretty accurate pick. You're damn right. And by the way, I told you that the stinking Bears were going to lose last night. You sent me your picks, and then you had well, the Bears. Well, Tony, the Chicago Bears defense did exactly what I knew they would do, shut down the Green Bay Packers. I just didn't expect their sorry offense to come up with bagels, basically. Ridiculous, man. So you didn't expect the Green Bay Packers to actually, I mean, the, you know, the Green Bay Packers to let the Chicago Bears quarterback become a quarterback and throw the ball and lose the game for him? Is that what it was? 
Uh, well, it, just one score is all they needed, right, to yeah. be right there with the spread. So, I mean, it's not like it was that far off of a selection. Actually, Dean, I'm, so. I, I'm, I'm hearing, a, and again, it's a lot of things I've been reading, but a lot of people are saying that it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of unders this year as far as totals go in the NFL. Like a couple of years well, ago, everything was screaming over, 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 take the over, everything's going over. But I'm hearing a lot of people saying this year a lot of things are going to be leaning towards under more than anything else. It depends on the two uh, well, teams. I, I disagree. I disagree. I think there's going to be more overs this year because the referees are going to be calling so many pass interference calls, there's going to be more scoring opportunities. Okay, that's what I mean. I, I mean, again, I, I don't bet totals. I don't touch them. I pick a side, and that's it. I don't. Yeah, no, I, I, I bet over-unders. By the way, it's, not my, fact, style, it's not my style to criticize. It's not my style to criticize coaches. But the new coach of the Green Bay Packers last night made one of the worst. And, of course, this is the new season of uh, challenging there was a there was a penalty that wasn't even called that was challenged. Did you see that the pass interference? And it was such a yeah. dumb dumb call. <laughs> I mean, there was no way it was offensive pass interference, and he and he still threw the flag early in the game. I, that could have cost him. I had no fantasy implications last night, Tony. I wasn't watching. That's a disgrace. Man. Let me I'm give you kidding, one of these. I'm kidding, man. That's an absolute I'm disgrace. I'm kidding. Did, an, did you see how? Did you see the ratings were way up, and they're attributing yeah. that to now that there's legal gambling in all you exactly. know, in, what, thirteen states now. And when, when you start talking by the end of this year, 2020 season, when the gambling becomes legal in forty states, it's going to be amazing. Exactly. I said the other day, if it wasn't for first fantasy and the NFL embracing that, once they embraced fantasy. They had to embrace legalized gambling because fantasy is gambling too. And don't forget about the fact that of the, of the live in-game betting that they're allowed exactly. to do. All these props that are going live, what's going to happen on the next play and all these other things, that keeps people interested and keeps people betting. It just keeps people and betting. Gonna, exactly. Yeah, and what's going to happen, and what, Tony, and, I, and there was a major miscalculation when all this legal gambling stuff started talking. They said the illegal, you know, bookies and stuff across the country, they said the illegal gambling in the United States they were guessing was about $5 billion. Well, I tell you what, they're probably off by about $5 more billion because New Jersey, in their first 15 months of handling action, just New Jersey, has already taken in $3.5 billion. So, to me, they are so far off on that number, that's why I tout Boyd Gaming and Penn Gaming for buying stocks on those two gambling stocks because that number of $5 billion, I think, is actually $10 billion that's illegally bet with bookies and stuff throughout every state. You're absolutely right. No, yep. Nobody's going to dispute that. Gambling is what keeps the NFL and makes the NFL the best sport in this country, and there's nobody in a close second. Don't give me college football no. close. It's not even in the same stratosphere. Well, the only reason, again, the only reason why bookies will always be around is because with the bookie, you don't need the money up front. And Dean, no, that's the only reason why. When you go to the cage yep. or when you're putting the money on that, on that, you know, on your online service, whatever it is, you got to have that money in the account. It ain't like, oh, I'll bet you on Wednesday. That's that? actually better for it people, is. though, to actually yes. have to put the money up and not, you know, fall down a grant to a bookie. You don't yes. have to got to come that's send right. a down to break your, break your hand. Now, there now was, listen, I'm going to get off because I don't – it's getting late. I don't want Robin to give you the snap sign again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we got the kitty. We got night. kitty cat. Robin's got pussy I on her lap. That. You know, I got nothing on my lap. She's got, got pussy, pussy on the brain all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what kind of pussy do we have? Right. 
Oh, we got What's white pussy. We got black pussy. We got Chinese pussy. We got. No, you gotta play that. I don't have it. Robin has my computer. Tony, it's right here. What's that famous line from the Johnny Carson show? Can you move your cat so I can pet your pussy? Exactly right. I gotta give Dean his his, his trademark uh, ex- exit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a great weekend. All right, you too. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together for the dean of college football. By the way, I have to turn ESPN on. I guess Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick are doing Sports Center tonight. Did you know that? To make a 215, the best part of Dean's call, when he hung up. And that's ridiculous. There's Sports Center. Let's see, Dan and Keith together again. I love that old commercial with Drew Brees. One where he's got the float. Everyone's honking. He's trying to get through the ESPN season. It won't fit. It won't get through the goddamn thing. I didn't know. I, I knew. Is that Dan? Oh, no, they're showing old clips Is now. DJ Carlissimo up there? Yep. These are the old the ESPN Sports Center promos they're showing. So Dan Andrew and Keith McCutcheon. doing Sports Center, huh? George Murison. Yep. Stuart Scott. Ojo Cinco. It's good stuff. Do you see that kid for the Boston Red Sox who struck out 12 consecutive batters in a minor league game on uh, no. the other night? Yes. Yes. Now, since we had Florida come to us. We need to. We just need to drop down to Florida just for a second because this is truly, truly freaky and amazing. Let's go did to the you, Florida desk. Did you desk see the again? video, Tony? Which one? Um, of the Wizard of Oz house down in. Florida. I heard about. It. I have not seen that, but I did know that you. Uh, I remember that yesterday we gave the guy in Florida love for buying all those generators yes. for people in the Bahamas. So let's go to Florida where there's another story, but this isn't, again, not about people doing bad shit in Florida. No, no, this is, this is freaky shit. It is freaky shit, just the way we like it. Down to Florida. Welcome I thought you were going to mention about the, the, uh, the guy parking a smart car. No, we did that yesterday. Dean is reminded. It's the 40th anniversary party. They I know had. that. I was there for the 25th anniversary of ESPN Radio, what, two years ago, 1992, when we went on the air there. Yep. And this is the 40th anniversary of ESPN, so they're bringing back the TV. old school. TV, of course. So, Dateline Emerald Isle. Down the Emerald in- Isle. Is that new casino uh, off the strip? No, Emerald <laughs> Isle, that's down in... Is that the Keys? That can't be There's the a Keys. lot of Emerald Isles out there. I'm not exactly sure exactly where Emerald Isle is in Florida, but um, a tornado hit down on Emerald Isle, and this was in a mobile home park. So, you know, that's where tornadoes hit down, is exactly, mobile home yes. parks. It is invariably the case. And one of the owners of a mobile home had one of those ring doorbells. And they were somewhere else. They had been evacuated, thank God. And uh, they were watching their ring doorbell video Mm -hmm. when the following took place. Let's go to the tape. I heard about this tape. This is real, though. This isn't some... uh no, this no, isn't no. CGI. No, this is not CGI. But and you're gonna hear it. it I'm gonna let it build because it is. It is. You can. You can see this is so you can see the doorbell. Mm-hmm. I see the ring doorbell. Right. You see the and ring I see doorbell. the raindrops. And you on can them. see beautiful deck out there. You can see that it's a mobile home park. You can mm-hmm. hear the rain. It's a nice deck though. Is you that know, uh, is that Trex or is that the old I school? I don't know. Uh, Trex. You know, you see a barbecue out there, and it's a nice big. <laughs> it's a nice, nice water big, seal on it. 
Um, and you got you some Thompson water seal on there, baby. Staying real nice and clean, nice railing. Wind's not going too far or too hard. Uh -huh. It's it's not too dramatic yet, but you can hear. Let me turn it up. Actually, now you can hear the noise. Starting Sounds like the to popcorn up. machine's popping. Yep. You can hear it starting to pick up. Uh -huh. Still, you know, you can still see the sky. Oh no! Uh -oh. Oh, now you can hear it. She's gonna blow. She's gonna blow. Gotta watch it. I'm watching it. I'm last. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm Luigi. watching it. So this is the tornado. Wait for it. It's gonna blow. Does it suck? That is the house being lifted wow, we have lift in off. the air. And then obviously it cuts off because it's no longer getting juice. <laughs> so the thing actually lifts off. The, Charlie Steiner on there. We had him on the show a few weeks ago. The entire house lifted up in the air. Beautiful. Just the, we have lift off Houston. I know. Lift just, off of a mobile home in Emerald Isle, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And we have the homeowner right here. Oh, my board's down. Robin? Now the joke's over. It's over. <laughs> I can't play it now. Now play it now. Go ahead. No, it's, it's not funny anymore. How about that? I can't believe Dan Patrick and uh, Keith didn't come to blows before they agreed to do this show together. Hey, you offer them enough money. and Well, obviously they're not listening to Antonio Brown, which is a good thing. <laughs> uh, it is now 12 Antonio. And it is Antonio. <laughs> Antonio. <laughs> Listen to that all day. Oh, that's Millie. That's the uh, front desk uh, opera. People are asking why I wasn't invited to the 40th anniversary show. Because I wasn't there in the beginning of ESPN television. Right. I was there in the beginning of ESPN radio in 1992. In fact, Keith wasn't there, and neither were Dan. It was Dan at the beginning. But certainly they were, the, they were the big show back in the day when ESPN radio, when ESPN TV, didn't, ESPN TV started in 1979. When did uh when did the likes of like Kenny Maine come along? That's all in my era, nineties. So not you're right. So Craig Kilborn, Kenny Maine, all those guys were nineties okay. era, and so the big names of ESPN, ESPN television, and ESPN radio really all exploded in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm -hmm. That was the heyday when SportsCenter with Dan and Keith, the big show was the must-watch highlight show, eleven o'clock every night. And then Kilborn, of course, was there. And then he went did The Daily Show, remember? He was the first guy that did The Daily Show. Yep. No, I, 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 used to, I used to like Kilborn. And Kenny Mayne, all those guys. Now, Eisen was there for a while, too. Yeah, he was there. He was there for a while. Back in that era, too. And then when they came out with The Deuce, when the ESPN The Deuce was on, I mean, you were on there with, with, with uh, Stuart with Scott, Scott and Susie and all yep, those great lot. folks. No, I was very fortunate. That Mort who was on tonight, I want to thank him for coming on. I want to thank everybody. I'm going to release my picks on my website this weekend. Oh, you're going to put them on the website? you going to put them on TonyBrunoShow.com? I'm going to put them on, and then on Sunday, don't forget, 11, 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 to noon, we'll be there at Tolman Joe's, or Tolman Joe's, at Front and Oregon for the pregame countdown to Eagles kickoff. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, the credits are on in the background, so if you were a part of it, you subscribed, you threw some uh, bits at us tonight, we thank you all for your contributions, for your support. 
and all the people who listened, tuned in, phoned in, ripped us. All the great calls tonight. All the great calls. Yep, from all over the world. We want to thank everybody. Don't forget, we'll see you Sunday. Mr. Monday Night will be on the road. It's going to be a busy, busy football season. Can you feel it right now? Can you hear it? Can you feel it? S. Falcon says his name is never on the credits. What's he talking about? The credits are auto-populated. If you subscribed, followed, or gave us bits, it should definitely be on there. Yeah, I mean, GWK is on there. Jack in the Back's up there. Jack in the Back's there. If you you contributed somehow or another to the show, you should definitely be on there. Exactly. In the meantime. Oh, you have to be following, though, I think. Is he not following us? If you're not following, I don't know if it automatically. Oh, yeah. Because look, everyone. He's even subscribed to the show. Oh, okay. Brian B. Harmon's up there. Trev from 203. Dean, there's Rebel Man 9311. Because normally, if you're. if you're a follower of something, you, you have like a little thing in front of your name. So I'm not sure. But I know that whatever you do, it's auto-populated by Twitch. It's nothing that I do specifically other than make it go. Exactly. Actually, no, we're doing it on purpose. It's just you. We're signaling we're you out. We're leaving you out, Steve. Yeah. Cracker. Is he a cracker? I don't know. I'm just calling everybody a cracker. Yeah, he is. The guy from Detroit. <laughs> in the meantime, don't drink and drive. Be careful out there. We love you all. We thank you for another great week of shows, even though it was a short week of shows. It felt like a long week. Thanks to Antonio Brown. We'll see you back here. Antonio. Antonio. We'll see you back here Monday. (laughs) Regular time at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Monday afternoon. No, Tony, you'll be seeing people Sunday. I'll see you Sunday, yeah. But the the, uh, the special pregame countdown to kickoff on 97.3. On the app and also on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show, Bruno Nation Live. You'll hear it, you'll see it, you'll feel it, you'll touch it. And God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. We'll see you Sunday, Monday, every day. Good night, everybody.